Hey Simpsons Index fans, before we get into the episode, we just want to tell you about our new project, Pulp Fury Radio, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, Pulp Fury Radio, it's our new anthology podcast series where we take the aesthetics of old radio and pair them with modern stories across a range of genres like sci-fi, horror, fantasy, mystery, and noir. Our second episode is a murder mystery story, the last known sighting of Irma Strauss, and it's out right now. Go subscribe to Pulp Fury Radio on your podcast app and check us out on socials at Pulp Fury Radio. All right, now let's do the Simpsons Index. Woo! The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 178. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios today is Jordan Frost. Hey, Elliot. And all the way from Los Angeles in the United States, from the Cynical Cartoons podcast, is Mia Marchant. Howdy, y'all. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Mia, this is the first time on our podcast. Please tell us, what is your Simpsons history? Where did the show begin with you? Uh, It's a long and storied history. I wasn't allowed to watch the show when I was a kid. I think that's a pretty uniform experience for a lot of people, but not so uniform. I just grew up loving following all the rules, and so I actually didn't do it for a really long time. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I only started watching when I was like 12 or 13, and I picked up a bunch of the DVDs, so it was like seasons like three, six, seven, and nine was what I really watched all the time, just over and over and over again, especially season six. I just like dug, I dug that shit. And then I was telling Elliot earlier when we were just like talking on Twitter, I was like, yeah, I had a Zune and it had like season 18 on it, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so, yeah, nice. I was just like walking around with this thing that had like the battery life to play one episode and then it was complete. Yeah. So <laughs> That is an ultimate hipster move. Oh, yeah, I'm watching season 18 <laughs> Simpsons on my Zune. Yeah. yeah. See, it, it, cool. it may sound like a hipster move, but really I was just poor as shit. Like, <laughs> I was... <laughs> Eventually, I stopped following the rules and I, I dug into like seasons one through 10 is really like my sweet spot. I think that's that's pretty uniform for everybody. But like by the time I started watching the show, I was like 16 and I think it was deep into like, I don't know, like the early 20s, like the early HD era. And I was just not into that at all. Like even though yeah, that was yeah. where you should be able to enjoy something non-discriminately, I was just like, nope, this is not... I'll just watch the old shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other side of the question is where did the show end with you? When and why and how did you stop? Assuming uh, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely did. I haven't seen a new episode in like 10 plus years. I don't know. I guess that I, I liked the teen years because that's what it, like when I was at school and I would get on the computers at lunch or whatever and watch whatever was free on Fox.com. It was like those mid-seasons episodes, you know. So oh, like wow. I would watch something like that 90s show and be like, yep, classic Simpsons, even though now in <laughs> hindsight, not at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, the episode where like Steve Buscemi is like a criminal robbing a bank and marge helps him and i was like yep that's good simpsons no that's not true (laughs) yeah doing a dog day afternoon parody in the mid 2000s very yeah simpsons always on the cutting edge (laughs) yeah but i was able to enjoy some episodes in that era that a lot of people weren't really like i think like one of my favorite episodes when i actually dug into the show was like bart learning to drum and like getting on adhd medication or whatever like that was like all right, this is a great episode. We got the white stripes for 10 seconds. This feels good <laughs> to watch, you know? Yeah. So I don't no, know, like like seasons like three through 10, I think is, is really the sweet spot for me. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think this is, you know, one of my things with this podcast is rushing to the defense of a lot of the teens era because, yeah, it does have a lot less focus on story and stuff, but I enjoy some of the silliness of it and, like, a lot of the joke telling is still on point, even though, yeah, by the time they're doing Homer's in a grunge band in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. That was not received Sort of fizzles well, out, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> anyway, how was it uh, returning to the show and uh, <laughs> before we hook into the episode <laughs> review? <laughs> was it worth coming back to after 10 years? Um, who knows, man. I mean, I'm sure you guys have gotten into it a lot in the past. But yeah, this episode, I don't know if this was like super indicative of things because this episode in general is just like really hard to watch because of current issues affecting yeah. America where I live. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that was super indicative of like the show as a whole. Like if I watched like your standard season 27 episode, would I feel differently about it than if they weren't like making jokes about police brutality and the prison yeah. industrial complex. Like, what? Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It had a lot of hot-button issues in this episode that, yeah, I'm sure we've got a lot of things to say uh, about. So, Elliot, I'll let you get started. Sorry. So, yep. <laughs> let's set it up. It was Season 27, Episode 22, Orange is the New Yellow. First released in May of 2016, it was directed by Matthew Fornan, written by Eric Horstead. In this episode, Marge goes to prison. Again. Hey, what do we think? <laughs> Fucking hated okay. it, Elliot. I really hated it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, so that is something that's happened before. Because I know that Homer's been to prison, and I was like, I feel like Marge has been to prison too, but I haven't seen enough like teens years to know. Yeah, well, that was one of the classic hero ones, where Marge goes to prison for accidentally stealing a bottle of bourbon from the Quickie Mart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. And it's actually one of like our lowest ranking classic era episodes. It's still got like a unanimous silver, so it's yeah. still good. But I don't even is... remember that one. That's so weird. No, it is one that's a bit of a sketch show. Like mm-hmm. people remember it fondly, but yeah, plot wise, even for a season four episode, it's surprisingly bad. How about you, Jordan? What what are your thoughts on this episode? I've just realized when I was looking at my notes, I've got a lot of like wacky things that happened. So it was really wacky, but um I guess I just don't know what it was trying to say a lot of the time. Yeah. Look, we'll delve into detail, but I just, overall bad impressions from it. A few little things that just made me really angry. All right, well, let's hook into the episode review, and we structure it with our famous Simpsons Index questionnaire. So, Mayor, the first question is, for better or worse, what's a moment that stood out to you? Ugh. Worse, 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 worse. It's towards the end of the episode. After Marge has been in prison this entire time, Homer gets a job as a security guard to try and like bust her out, I guess. And then there's a prison riot and he's just like walking around beating random women with a yeah. nice stick and yeah. throwing weights at them. And like, it's just like the camera stays on him. You don't see anybody getting bashed, but like, you know, it's happening. Holy shit, man. Is that, that doesn't seem like Homer. <laughs> No. It's a weird choice because, yeah, in that moment, you'd expect, like, wacky Homer violence where it'd be, like, those cartoony things like him throwing the barbell around. But it's weird that he's just, like, night-sticking people off screen. Yeah, yeah and it, gleefully, too, he's really enjoying it. And it's yeah. like, wouldn't, wouldn't the joke be, like, wouldn't you want to, like, reverse it in some way? So, like, he goes at somebody with a nightstick and gets his ass kicked by somebody with no... Like, wouldn't that be anything at all? But instead, it's just him yeah. gleefully bashing people yeah. unto I, death. I, I really thought that was going to happen, was that he was going to be the one getting beaten on because, like, he's like a demigod, so he doesn't get hurt ever anyway. Right. he's a marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, marshmallow. And the fact is that, I mean, it's obviously a women's prison, and it's just, why would you make that joke? Like, yeah, that's right. so disgusting. Like, why would you... I don't I mean, get it. At all. Especially like, since yeah. the entire episode is just making light of like police brutality and like the brutality yeah. that people undergo in prison, like for no reason. 
Yeah. And like Marge doesn't see any of that. And that's, I guess, the joke, but not really. It's it's really questionable, honestly. Yeah. No, and to Jordan's point, it's just wondering what the episode's trying to say is like, yeah, all this background brutality happening while Marge is like, I love this place. I'm getting a break. <laughs> yeah. And that never comes full circle at all. Yeah. But I think they attempt to in that scene where she's out down in the laundry and she starts seeing her family in yeah. random things that are happening. I mean, she doesn't right. see Bart, so she doesn't miss Bart at all. Like, let's, let's make that clear. But I think they were trying to say, like, oh, I am seeing the sad side of jail. But it's not that it's a horrible, uh, like you said, the prison industrial concept because of basically indentured slavery. Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. It's that, oh, no, I miss my family. It's not that these are horrible conditions and I am forced to endure a terrible life for doing nothing. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's no moment in the episode where it seems unfair that she's been put in prison for letting Bart go to a playground, which is also like yeah. its own thing of like, uh, parents in 2020, right, guys? Like, you can go to jail yeah. for putting your kids in the playground. Like, okay, guys, I get it. You're in your 50s and you're writing a, an edgy adult comedy <laughs> show, I guess. <laughs> It's so funny how quickly Simpsons turned into old man yells at cloud. Yeah. Right, I say exactly. quickly and at 20 years, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird because like even the, the name of the episode is a parody on like Orange is the New Black. And it's like, great. Well, that's a show about people that get like brutalized and dehumanized mm. and raped in prison. And now we're seeing an episode about Marge, like sort of just kicking it and having a little vacation. Oh, isn't prison fun? It's like, well, no. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's so weird, man. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jordan? Is there a moment that stood out to you for better or worse? Look, we've kind of half talked about it, but I, I just really want to reiterate, what the hell is she going to jail for? And I guess maybe I, right. I am cynical that the Simpsons writers would write a, a politically left-leaning episode and that you could say, if you didn't know the Simpsons, that they were trying to say like, oh, you can go to prison for anything in America. Like, you know, they are just willing to put you in jail for the smallest crime but it feels like they didn't have a reason to do it so they just like fuck it just forget it like we won't make mention of it uh she's a bit negligent as put yeah. out when like characters like cletus and brandine like exist it, exactly and... yeah it's this weird thing where they're like oh marge is gonna go to prison for letting her son go to a playground doesn't that like make her a negligent parent and stuff but it's like we've seen in the show over and over again like homer's main character trait is strangling bart like yeah there could yeah. be so many easier ways to get around to this thing instead of trying to make some weird statement that's like, kids can't even be kids anymore. They all have cell phones and they're not allowed to go outside. <laughs> like, how yeah. old are you guys, the writers of this show? Yeah. Actually, that's a good point, mate. When, when was the, is it later or earlier in this, the episode with Paul Rudd and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with the strangling Bart thing? That's right. Yeah, that's like season 21 or 22, I think. Okay. Mm. Yeah, where they have a therapist come in and try and get Homer to stop strangling Bart. I remember that. Kareem, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar strangling Homer constantly. Yeah, it's a it's, that was a weird. So that was before this one. Yeah. Well, did that change the game? Like after that, were they like no more strangling? Like that's not a thing that we do on the show anymore. We get it. We're not going to do it anymore. Yes and no. I feel like when they do it these days, it's more pulling focus on it and trying to make a meta joke and like, mm. hey, isn't this horrible? But it's also like, okay, well, you're still doing it. Right. <laughs> uh, so either of you seen Orange is the New Black? Because even yeah. though I'm generally a fan of Genji Cohen shows, I, I still haven't seen a single episode. I watched the first four seasons. We were kind of talking about it before the podcast, and it was it's interesting to watch the evolution of the show when it would started out as more like a dark comedy, 
and then it became a drama as evidenced by like the categories they got entered into for like the Golden Globes was like it was originally comedy and then it went to drama. That is um, so odd. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange, but it, it fits with the show. And um, I think I, I got up to like season four and then I fell a bit out of love with the show because like one of my favorite characters died as well. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Um, it just it made me really sad. And I, and I know that's probably why I should have watched it to be like, like, this is horrible and this is actually what happens. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it anymore. Nah. So, yeah, I stopped about season four. How about you, man? Yeah, I think I stopped at the end of season one. I was like, oh, cool. There's a cliffhanger. This person gets stabbed. That'll be interesting in the next season. And then it picked up again. And I was like, oh, OK. And then seasons three and four came out. And I was like, OK, I guess the status quo never, never changes in this show, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sure it does eventually. But it just gets to be too much, man. Like... I just couldn't do it with that show after a while, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, the heaviness is so off-putting. Like, I think that's sort of where I stood, because once I was aware of it, the show was kind of already, like, four seasons in, so yeah. it's like, uh, do I really want, you know, this entire big meal here? Yeah. Especially right, right. when knowing it's a very heavy meal that will make you feel yeah. very sad and sleepy. And, like, like <laughs> the, the good thing is, it's got, like, such a good, diverse cast of, like, female and even, like, trans ac- actresses yeah. and stuff in there. Love Laverne Cox, love Ruby Rose. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it got to the stage for me of like it's misery porn essentially, and I just yeah yep. yeah. Oh, so I just want to talk about the 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 title of the episode. It should have been Yellow is the New Black. Why Orange is the New Yellow? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, whatever. They were just mixing it up. It's that classic <laughs> yeah. Simpsons joke. You know, you think it's going to be one thing, then they're like, here's another layer. But they forgot yeah. how to do it. I guess. <laughs> well, because there aren't any guest stars from Orange is the New Black in this episode, which is weird because hmm. New Simpsons really do take advantage of when they're doing like a slight adjacent parody that they will get in a yeah. bunch of actors for bit parts. But yeah. Right. No one was free this day. But, I mean, did it feel like Orange is the New Black at all? Or No, I mean, look, they took certain plot points. Like, there is a plot point where they do bury a body in like the flower-slash-vegetable garden. And the Simpsons were like, ha-ha, we can make a joke out of that. Yeah. 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 But not really. Like, it wasn't... Maybe that's the point, is whenever they get a guest star, it's because they're like, hey, we can get this guest star, let's write an episode around that. Yeah. And maybe right. they were just like, we just want to write this episode... I don't know were, why, but were yeah. there any any guest stars in this episode at all? I didn't really. No, the only listed guest star is uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as the prison security guard. But mm. I mean, at this point in the HD era, good old KMR, he's basically part of the cast now. Right, yeah. right. He's like the seventh Simpson like voice actor, <laughs> which yeah. I'm glad. Give Kevin Michael Richardson more work. His voice is dreamy. Yeah, yeah. But was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? We like to talk about the cartoony elements. Were there any cartoony moments that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess the the whole thing being, like, all of this, like, prison brutality going on behind Marge while she's, like, just, like, completely oblivious to it and never realizes any of it is happening. Yeah. It's definitely whack. I don't know if it's wacky. Um, <laughs> yep. There's a lot of whacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's not a, a whole lot of craziness going on in this episode. It's mostly just, like, Marge in prison, then, like, people coming over to visit Homer with snacks. And you're like, well, I'm pretty bored, honestly, of this. Like, yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of like wacky things that I noticed, like the stuffed bear in Burns' office is just real. Yep. And just holds down a job, I guess. Like he just stands like a statue for oh eight hours a day. Fucking God, the plumb bomb or whatever it was called. Oh, that joke. I mean, it, it, we all know that like Dan uh, Castellaneta likes to sing as Homer. Right. And they're like, Dan, you can't sing in this episode. Like, okay, but what if I introduced a secondary character that you've never <laughs> seen before and I sung as him? 
and they just let him do it. And they he he did the exact yeah. same thing. They he holds the note for like well, thirty seconds, and you're like, "Fuck this joke!" And it's, it's not it's funny. It's so fucking weird because like the long song while they're doing like the archaic like leveling system is right after a couch gag that lasts like two minutes long. Yeah, like yeah. it's like two minutes until you see the actual Simpsons, and like is that a thing that they do like really really long couch gags? Yeah. Yep. Yep, okay. when the uh, episode is too short, we think, they're like, fuck, we got to oh. fill in this time somehow. So it's either you get a really long couch gag or you get a mm-hmm. post-credit sequence that's not funny and shit. And this we episode, both. we got both. So yeah. great. Yeah, because I've seen the Don Hertzfeld one and I was like, hey, yeah. this fucking slaps. Do more of this. And then I saw <laughs> yeah. this one and it made me laugh at first. I was like, okay, great. It's like Ikea instructions. That's fun. That's a good concept. Let's see what they do with yeah. it. Oh, nothing. Like, it's two minutes yeah, long. Yeah. It's nothing. The st- I mean, I like the style of it. Like, I've re- this is really topical because I've recently been putting together a bunch of Ikea shit. Uh, I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. This is like, the style was on point. It was, they doing something different, at least. And that was fun. Well, it's there was of- no real gag in it. It no. was just a bunch of loose references. And then, yeah. And the thing is that it made me laugh for like 20 seconds. Like really cut it off real early. Like get to it. We get it. Like that's the whole thing. Unless you're going like really esoteric and existential with it. Like the Don Hertzfeld one where it's like, oh, this really has a point. And I still remember it now. Like however many years later. Yeah. Yeah. This one's not going to be memorable for anybody, honestly. No. Well, no, I mean, it's good you bring up Don Hertzfeld as well, because that is the trend with the couch gags lately, is to get in a guest director, guest animator, to do a stylistic couch gag, which I theorize The Simpsons are doing for YouTube clicks. Yeah. Because, you know, the couch gags work separately from the episode, you know, two minutes entertainment. And, you know, they've had some interesting ones, like they had a Disney animator come in and do a neat one, but... Oh, that fucking, the Homer face contorting while he sings. Yeah, they've had, like, a lot of Bill Plimpton as well, and unfortunately, Mm. John Kay as well. (laughs) Um, Oh. God, when was that? Like, after everyone knew or only when industry people knew? I I think, yeah, it was still when it was the worst kept secret and not (laughs) everybody's knowledge. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they had Guillermo del Toro, too, for one of the Treehouse of Terrors. Like, you want to do it because you want to get clicks on on articles, honestly. Articles and YouTube clips. Actually, so yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah, that that Yoma Dotaro one was one of my favorite ones as well, actually, because it was it made sense with the episode, like it actually flowed mm. into, and it was well done. So like that's a good one. But they have so many shit ones that you just kind of they blend into one another now. Exactly. Yeah, it, it does seem like if I was gonna watch any like recent era episode, I would want and tell me if this is right or wrong. Like a Treehouse of Terror. Like do those hold up better because they're so disconnected from everything, or are they? Uh, it depends. Yeah. Like the recent Treehouses are often just kind of boring and they've forgotten what the whole point was it's more just as like a parody of like a current trend um, right. well, sure. yeah yeah i'd say you know because recently we watched the 30th treehouse of horror you know yeah. the treehouse of horror xxx episode number 666 and it was this big event and they had parodies of stranger things and shape of water but it was the same as this orange is the new black parody is that they were aware of the thing. They stylistically drew the Simpsons into the thing, but they had nothing to say about it. Or yeah. they didn't have an right. interesting take. This wasn't the shinning or anything like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and also, when they're trying to do something that's timely, but, like, the episode comes out two and a half years after Shape of Water, it's like, well, yeah, nobody even cares at all anymore, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just bringing it back to this episode and wacky moments, I found the ending as well so, so fucking contrived. Yeah. Mm. It's very yeah. strange that they're like, oh, we can just walk out and, yeah, you did shoot 
like a gun in the prison and so they have added two months to your sentence even though that's just the guard saying that she didn't go through any judicial process whatever (laughs) yeah that seemed weird she seemed to get too much time for the original crime and then not enough for taking a gun and shooting it yeah (laughs) right and it doesn't seem like there's any kind of like follow-up at all to them just walking out like you would think that the thing would be like well everybody's distracted because the kids have run run amok but like the kids are all in a tree that subplot is, I don't know, not even worth talking that's, about, probably. Yeah. No, that's a, <laughs> Kinda sucked. a really good change that, yeah, the kids should have been running wild and yeah. doing right. like if, a parallel if, prison break kid muck Well, up. what I thought they were going to do was like all of the parents were going to be negligent because they were dealing with something else. And so everybody would realize like, oh, what Marge did wasn't actually all that bad and they learn a lesson yeah. or whatever. It wasn't even that. It was just literally like she walks out and that's it. Episode yeah. over. I, I really assumed... I guess I wasn't surprised that it was going to happen, that the prison, they were going to all break out because they kept talking about a prison break and that like the book club, they spend digging like an escape tunnel and stuff that they were going to escape and they were going to appear at the playground. And that just never happened. And I thought that might've been at least an interesting lead to kind of mixing the stories, but it just never happened. The only way that they combined the stories and I got to say, I did like the pun, which was, yeah, report (laughs) Ken Brockman reporting on both the prison break and the tornado break and wind yeah that was pretty good only because it was a sign gag in the background if he'd said it i think i would have liked it less yeah definitely yeah (laughs) the other cartoony moment that i wanted to bring up is i don't know what this is a parody of they're doing like homer's black and white fantasies of being a housewife yeah hated this hated it so much is not good i mean yeah the the whole alcoholic housewife thing i don't know i guess that they're trying to do like 1950s like sitcoms and like homer's ideal of like what being a good parent would be but it's just fucking it just feels like a family guy gag like it really feels like a family guy gag yeah literally i was watching it and since it's like stylistically different than the rest of the simpsons you're looking at it and you're like you could just literally plant fucking peter griffin's face on there and that's what you have and then him giving like a bottle of gin to maggie and her going and getting drunk is like what's happening is this supposed to be funny like what's happening at all i was trying to figure out because it said seasons in the post credit thing. It said season six. I'm like, was that when Mad Men season six came out? Was it a Mad Men thing? No, look, I think they are doing a direct know. parody of something like Honeymooners yeah. era. I don't think it's Honeymooners, yeah. but and I think that's what they're trying to say that in the sixth season of this show within The Simpsons, that yeah, Homer housewife is just a mad drunk and Marge is sleeping with Flanders, which is another thing that The Simpsons keep trying to do. They keep oh. trying to ship Marge and Flanders. Yuck! I no. I thought that they were saying. <laughs> Okay, two things. I thought they were saying, one, Simpsons season six. I was like, what does this have to do with season six? I had to watch it twice because I was like, what is the reference? Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Two, I thought the joke was that Homer in his ideal world is that he's getting like cucked by Flanders and that Flanders comes (laughs) over and fucks his wife all the time. I don't even know what they were getting at there. Because it's, it's his fantasy, so obviously that would be what he wants to have happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a good know. point, actually. It's definitely padding for time, for sure. Well, that's it, and it doesn't feel like it's tying into the story or giving it an over, adding to the point. Like, it wasn't showing that, like, Homer isn't cut out to take care of the kids without Marge, which right. felt like the initial thesis statement of the episode that, yeah, got lost. But, like, we've done that so many times. Like, yeah. Homer is out of his depth when Marge is not around, like... They've done it. They've done it so many times before. They don't exactly. come anything new from this. And yeah. there's been so many stories in the show where like Marge goes off on her own and then she's like, oh, it's selfish of me to leave because Homer can't take care of the kids. I miss my yeah. family, so I'm going to go home. And it's like, how many times do we have to do the same story over and over again? Like, I yeah. get it. You're going to try and give it like emotional resonance now. 
but you've failed on every level. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Not. Well, that leads perfectly into the next question. Was there emotional resonance? Did you feel the heart in this episode? Are you um, asking me or okay? <laughs> I'm asking everyone. anyone, but I think look, <laughs> may as well ask the tumbleweed. I think there would there was a moment where I had like in my notes like a heart question mark um, because it was when Flanders comes over and then he gets serious for a second and goes, oh, I I know what it's like to to lose a wife and and he, his tears well up, but then it he stops and he just like kind of walks out and I'm like you could have tried to do something about Homer and Ned bonding yeah. over like losing i mean right, different right. like being in prison to dying he's had t- he's married and, and yeah and he would have lost edna, edna is dead as well okay the, the one thing that i really liked about that scene though is that like flanders leaves and homer's like i like him like i'm friends with my neighbor now and bart is like yeah tell rod and todd i want to hang out later i'm like when, yeah. is this a new thing because i like that they're friends i just yeah, like when everybody's nice, nice yeah. to everybody i don't know no, but- I totally forgot that it happened until you brought it up. It's like, oh, that is like another dropped plot element of this yep. episode that could yeah. have been very nice. Yeah. And then he has the dream of Marge with Ned's moustache as well. Oh. It's strange. I'm not sure what they were trying to go for there. Flarge. It did make <laughs> yeah. me laugh, though. I mean, it was it yeah. was a funny little moment. It just, you know, <laughs> didn't really mean anything. Oh. Mo meant. I get it. <laughs> oh, dear. Elliot, please. <laughs> Back in your hut. Dear Lord. <laughs> But yeah, on the heart of this episode, it's it sucks because yeah, Homer just sort of shows up at the prison at the end, and there doesn't feel like as he's doing his appeal with the you know beating people up at the same time, it just doesn't carry any weight to me. Yeah, it feels no, like any anything that Marge is going through is undercut by the fact that they're like kind of making a joke about people being brutalized in prison in the background. And it's like, yeah, well, you guys yeah. can't, like, if you're just going to ignore it completely, that's fine, I guess. But if you're going to, like, call attention to the fact that this happens, but then not do anything with it and also pretend like March is just, like, having a great time. Yeah. What? What are yeah. you doing? Like, there's no way that I'm going to care about Marge wanting to go home to her family and then deciding she doesn't want to and wants to stay in prison for another two weeks. Like, that's, I don't know, yeah, man. That was... It feels like it's been done better before. Yeah, oh, definitely. That was the other really shit thing I I didn't like is like when she's standing by the door with the window and there's the the prisoner getting like choked out yeah. with the nightstick right. and getting thrown into bed like oh you go to bed early huh like ugh, yeah and yuck, I guess no, I guess that we're that. supposed to laugh at that just like we're supposed to laugh earlier on in the episode when like the cops show up at her house and they're like she's got a sewing needle and they all point guns at her and I'm like yeah, yeah I, I just uh, heard a story in the news yesterday about somebody who got shot at by the police because he was suicidal called the cops had a pair of scissors in his hand when they showed up and they shot at him and it's like well oh, fuck's sake okay so knowing anything about the way the real world works that's not fun like that's not yeah. a great gag <laughs> But it's whatever. Not, it's punching know. down a lot of the time. And, and look, that's Later Simpsons does punch down like a lot and thinks it's being progressive, but it's sure. really not. And I don't enjoy yeah. it. Um the other thing I didn't like was like the the one like person of color character is the one that's like, Oh, you mean the library's for smoking weed? And you're like, Oh, like, come on, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Why are you doing this? And that's like the only line that she gets, right? Like it's all white yeah. people talking the entire episode, then you've got like a black judge. 
and one black prisoner that's like, yeah, I'd go smoke weed in the library. I don't give a shit about reading. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Okay. Good on you, Simpsons. No, and that's cool. the thing. It is possible to have a comedy that's making comment on, you know, the prison system and police brutality and stuff and have it be funny. But this is just fucking bleak. Not, <laughs> yeah. not that they have to, by the way, because the Simpsons probably should not be making commentary on that. In no. fact, they probably shouldn't have done an episode about this at all. But, <laughs> yeah. But no, there we go. But yeah. ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Character integrity. Are these the characters we know and love from over the years? Not. I mean, Homer, Homer kind of like being his stupid yeah. self, but like the the beating at the end, no, that was yeah, a, right. a step too far. Marge really doesn't feel like herself. And there's a lot of episodes that just like feel out of character for, or there's a lot of moments that felt out of character for me. Like, there was that weird moment where, like, Kirk was like, if I wanted to go outside my comfort zone, I would have married somebody that didn't look exactly like me or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Thanks. so you're just, like, going to call attention to sight gags that used to be unspoken, and that's what made them funny? But now mm. you're just, like, saying that out loud? So that doesn't really make any sense for that character, honestly. And the Kirk and Luann one, they've done that so many times as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like, Millhouse has gone, oh, my parents are cousins, I think. And like, yeah, there's so <laughs> yeah. much attention drawn right. to it. I don't actually remember. Does Lisa even get a line in this? I sort don't... of. Barely. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. she talks about the muffins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel that she would miss her mum a lot more and, and, uh, and you know what she did have a line about oh my seahorse costume is broken oh, it's yeah. a male one males have pouches did you know yeah <laughs> yeah thanks there, simpsons that's a fun fact and there was one line that i don't remember exactly what it was but she was just like they were just saying stuff that was like okay this is what the writers think smart people would say in this moment like she's mm. just like the flanderization of lisa has just gotten to the point where it's like okay she becomes a lightning rod for like PC culture gone mad jokes these days. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah that, that's progressives crazy. <laughs> that's like, the thing yeah. is that like growing up, like Lisa was my conduit in the show. I was like, oh yeah, my family is also like boorish sometimes, and I'm the smartest, you know. But then like yeah. as the show goes on, like I've seen like small clips here and there, you know, and then like her talking about like. Oh, it's actually good that Apu is around and played by a white person. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can just make Lisa Simpson say whatever you want because she's a cartoon character. I forgot about that. Mm. Oh, that's yeah, weird. That's right. <laughs> Fuck, we've still got to do that episode. I am not looking forward to it. <laughs> um, but th the only thing I wanted to say about character integrity is I like Marge doing the whole, you know, beat up the biggest person in the prison bit. I did like that she, yeah, just totally domed someone with the yeah. latest James Patterson. What? No, what the fuck? Why is her hair so solid? <laughs> what is it? Like, it's not hair, surely, because, like, it was like a brick. Well, in the pilot episode, she hides the change jar in there, so I guess they didn't search her hair when she got yeah, in. God. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it when, you know, Marge is owning, but... Yeah, the rest of her prison stint was just turning a blind eye and that didn't go anywhere. So Yeah, the whole, oh, isn't prison a breeze? Like, I right. really hate that kind of storyline. Yeah. It just made her feel, like, so oblivious, but not in the way that you want Marge to be oblivious. Like, sometimes mm. she's just, like, has it holding a potato and she's like, I just think they're neat. And you're like, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. so weird. But that's not just, like, not realizing somebody's being choked out behind you with excessive force and then she's brought in the room and you're like, oh, she's taking a little nap. Like, that yeah. just feels so intentional. It's interesting that we have this Marge scale now, from potato to prison, you know? We, yeah. <laughs> what kind of Marge are we going to get? Yeah, I feel like right. The Simpsons has, like, a real, like, affinity and love of cute Marge. Yeah. Like, Marge being cute just for doing, like, 
seemingly nothing is they that can pick up an episode but not here not here yeah <laughs> but yes or no would you watch this episode again no never no i don't want to no part of doing this podcast is i'm glad that i can put this episode behind me now and never be tempted to watch it again <laughs> but jordan we'll start with you what would you like to change about this episode how would you improve it all right because it felt like it, it's very short like they were pressed for time so they had to add the other bits and i think you can get rid of those and add more story to say Give there a real reason for Marge to go to prison, maybe. I don't know if I like that, but it's just there needs to be something other than a bit of negligence because it needs to be like some big misunderstanding or something like that. Maybe like the whiskey bottle or maybe like, you know, when um, they go to the spa and like, Principal Skinner, I need new suit. Yeah, like that yeah. one when they, when they get fostered to the Flanders. Like make it a real reason. The other thing I was going to say is like, you got to expand on like maybe Homer realizes again that he's out of his depth and plans like a prison breakout yeah rather than just he just shows up in the uniform have maybe like a subplot of him and bart teaming up to like break mom out of prison that could have mined some jokes for him like it, it's just mm. nonsensical and it doesn't flow and i don't like the pacing of the whole episode how about you Mia? what would you like to change I don't know, because it's so hard to say with a Simpsons episode. Like, it's not like I want Homer and Marge to talk about at this point. Like, you were supposed to come home and you decided not to because you hate being married to me so much. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they should have addressed that in some way where Homer, like, instead of just being glad that his wife is coming home, is like, wait, why when when I came to pick you up and it was your time to come home, you shot a gun in the air so you could stay in prison for two more weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, he was there watching. So, yeah, yeah, that that's... should have been his moment of, like, character reflection. It's like, oh, yeah, this should have been a turning point for him. Right. And is that all you'd like to change about the episode? No, just don't just do not do this episode at all, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think that I was very <laughs> yeah. clear about that. Like, I don't yeah. know if I'm harping too much on politics for a Simpsons podcast, but, like, no, 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 what no, the fuck are we doing here? Like, it's the Simpsons. <laughs> like, make it, let's do something whimsical. Let's do something that's fun to watch instead of, like, Anybody who knows anything about the way that the police system works in America or the way the prison system works in America is going to watch this and be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why would they think that's a fun thing to do? It would be. Yeah. It's not great. I was going to say, maybe just make her do like she has to do like community service or something. Yeah. Something low stakes. She's picking up trash on the side of the highway and she's like, I like this more than being with my family. I'm going to keep doing this. You know, like I'm doing a good job and I'm doing good things for the community. And then like. Right. Instead of I'm going back to prison, it's like, actually, I'm going to volunteer more of my time. And Um, yeah, the house starts falling apart because of it. And And, and I guess. So we're supposed to feel bad for Marge, which is really what I've seen the show do with her a lot is just like, hey, Marge episodes are just like feel bad for Marge. But it's like, I guess we're supposed to feel bad for her because she's so happy to have like the chance to exercise for once in her life and be away from her family. But it's like, that's also not very fun to watch, like in the middle of a Simpsons episode. No. And I guess that's where I do the changes. Unfortunately, yeah, pull a bit of focus away from Marge and sort of put it on Homer and interacting with Flanders and realizing, oh, you know, I've got a chance here. And, you know, accepting help from Flanders to sort of improve things. Like, it can be one of these things, yeah, where he's originally taking advantage of everyone's generosity and muffin baskets. But it feels like a learning lesson that Simpsons 
forgot to put in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, especially if he can learn something from Flanders about how to be a husband and how to give a shit about his wife. Like Flanders could, yeah. you know, Flanders like brings up like, well, yeah, my wife is dead a loony or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. maybe they could have talked about that and Homer could realize that at least his wife isn't dead and he loves his wife, but it's not even that. Like Flanders yeah. just like mm. brings him some stuff and he's like, I love Flanders now. Goodbye. Yeah. So weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah, very strange. Yeah, turns on a hairpin. It's odd. All right, we're almost at the end. Mia, do you have any other parts from this episode that you want to mention before we rank this thing? Yeah, um, I did love that Millhouse has a jitterbug phone that can only like make calls to specific places. I thought that was yeah. very yeah. funny and very Millhouse. <laughs> Um, Very Miller. I, I liked it as well. The the operator being like, "If you're lonely and want to talk to someone, please hit disconnect." It's like, <laughs> so many Blake jokes. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple moments that didn't really make any sense in the episode at all. Like, there's a, a part where Marge is like on the phone with Homer, and then she hangs up, and he's like, "Oh God, she got sent to the electric chair." And then it cuts mm. to her telling everybody else, like, "He thought I got sent to the electric chair." And it's like, well. Did you bug the house? How did you know what he yes. said after you <laughs> hung you up? Yeah. What happened? I was going to say, that annoyed me so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was going to be one of my John Zane corners, actually. But the other one being that, like, the pistol scene, like, pistols don't cock like that. Like, revol- like I mean, revolvers oh. do. But, like, whatever they were doing, they weren't, like, clicking and cocking a revolver. They had, like, a Glock or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, not a big deal. It's just, like, who designed the folly on that? Shame on them. An Australian that knows something about guns. How rare. Yeah, I know. Not huge, but, yeah. How about you, Jordan? Any other notes? Yeah, a couple. Of, I did notice that the, the police car that pulls up, the number plate is number one doofus. Yep. Why would they decide on that? Is that like a prank from another precinct? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I get car sticking in the front. I kind of like him waving goodbye to Homer at the end. Yeah. But Chief Wiggum I found so infuriating in this episode. Yeah. The negligee line. That w- I didn't mind that, actually. The Ken Brocken one. Like, a Springfield woman has been arrested for an outrageous negligee. Oh, right. Yeah, that was... Fuck, what was the other one where he gets all snippy with Lou? Oh, Sylvester alone. Oh, uh, yeah. The Wiggum and Lou corner was very bad in this one again. Yeah, they've just got this snippy relationship that I find infuriating. And yeah, Wiggum's joke at the end, oh, who's this Rafe Wagum? And you can't misread it that badly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so dumb. The Bobcat bit was just real cartoony and stupid as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ralph diving in, fine. But then Homer being like, oh, who, Mr. Bobcat? Like, shut up. Don't right. do that. Why? Yeah, and then later on when Arnie Pie's doing his broadcast, uh, which is aesthetically I liked because I thought they did some good like digitization of like the tape and um, yeah. it looking like it was crackling. That looks really nice, but yeah, Ralph fighting with a bobcat outside of the helicopter window is dumb. Yeah, fucking dumb. Is that all your notes? Yeah, and just the NWA joke. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, yeah. don't do that. That sucked. <laughs> Neighbors with appetizers, fuck off. Like, don't. Okay, never mind. Like, there is a certain thing that Simpsons hit on, which is like the Christian covers of popular music. Like, there's one that I absolutely adore when Homer and Ned are hanging out, and Homer's like, I like ACDC. And Ned's like, Oh, I like the Christian cover band, ADBC. Oh, and no. And their song, Kindly Deeds, Done for Free. Like, oh, yeah. there's moments like that that's really cute, but yeah, NWA, <laughs> that it wasn't. Yeah, and yeah. also, NWA jokes have been done so much better so many other times. Yeah. Yeah. And I only had one more note, which is 
Bart's review of Lisa's seahorse play, which was start stupid and stupid. Yep. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Yeah. Maybe if the episode is just meh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, the ones that the Simpsons could not exist without, we give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm going to give it a participant. I'm tempted to fail for all the very cooked police brutality stuff, but overall the experience of it was just kind of flat and empty and soulless, and I didn't have any real hate for it. Jordan, what do you reckon? I think back in 2016, if I'd watched it then, I probably would have given it a participant too. Um, oh. But watching it now, like I feel like I'm not trying to be one of those people like, oh, I'm so much more evolved now and I'm, I feel like, you know, I'm more in touch. Like, but <laughs> I feel like I've, I've learned a lot in the last, like culture has gone real fast in the last five years and I've, I've yeah. tried to keep up. I've tried. And I just think it's fucked that they wrote this and I don't like it and I wish it didn't exist and I'm going to fail it. All right. And Mia, finish it off, please. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a cubic zirconia. I mean, it's really just <laughs> classic Sims. No, this is a fucking failure, man. Just structurally, like, it made me laugh a couple times, but what are we even doing? And it's not even, you couldn't even say, like, well, uh, maybe they didn't realize how bad police and prisons are. Like, yes, they did. Like, they wrote in the episode where Marge becomes a cop, like, Lisa has this little, like, liberal insert or whatever it's supposed to be where she's yeah. like haven't we realized that cops are just fucking fascists and they probably shouldn't be around and that they're abusing their power and then it's like great yeah. so 20 years later they're still not internalizing that i guess so it's failure yeah it's oh. so interesting that i reckon a lot of like right-wing people probably pointed to like look at this left-wing propaganda a lot of left is probably like look at this centrist shit like yeah, yeah. Put yeah. Up. yeah. right <laughs> Oh, do I want to... Fa because, yeah, I was thinking before, yeah, we are treading so much ground of the past as well with, like, margin chains. you got a little bit of the Springfield Casino with Lisa's bad costume. And, yeah, you mentioned the Flanders taking the kids before. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm staying with my guard. I'm going yeah, with Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I just feel like there's so many other mediocre episodes in season 27 of The Simpsons <laughs> that you could watch. It's so, it's so fundamentally broken as a story, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Season 27 is one of our lowest ranking seasons. Hold on. <laughs> Along with season 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> it is currently our 25th best season. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And this episode, Orange is the New Yellow, will be averaging out as a shiny failure. I'm, I'm so curious. Is it almost linear like throughout the teens for your rankings or do they like get better around a certain point and then... That's interesting. From 10 to 15, it steadily drops off. Then at 16, there's a hard drop, and that's when they started production on the movie. Oh. Then it oddly picks up again a little bit, not much, a little bit in 18 and 19 when the movie stops. And then the first few HD seasons, you know, I think are about a third good each. But then, yeah, it has another hard drop after that. It's so funny because, like, the movie was one of the first Simpsons things I ever saw. And so I have such an affinity oh, wow. for it. Really? And I wondered, like, do you guys like the movie? Do you have any love for it at all or is it just like well this is nothing we haven't officially ranked it yet but i haven't seen it for a while but i do remember don't tip your hand it. just don't do it yeah it's not worth it. <laughs> i think when i watched it i was like oh this is on par with what i expect of simpsons of this era yeah. right mm -hmm. now but it wasn't like i'm not like oh fuck i love the movie it's just yeah 
It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it didn't set the world on fire, but, you know, at least it itself wasn't a fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. All right. And yeah, this will be the fifth episode from season 27 to be called A Shiny Failure. It'll be joining Simprovised, where they had an improvised section at the end of the episode and it sucked. Yeah. How Lisa got her Marge back, where Marge reveals she doesn't like jazz music. Gal of Constant Sorrow, where Lisa takes in an Appalachian folk singer. And Teenage Mutant Milk Caused Hurdles, where Bart, Lisa, and Maggie go through early puberty because they drank hormone-laden milk. That is the worst episode name I've ever heard in my life. What the (laughs) fuck is that? Teenage Mutant Milk Caused Hurdles. God. (laughs) I hate it. Yucky. Yeah, yucky stuff. All right, let's jump back about, I don't know, 17 years to the teens era, where we're going to watch an episode called Make Room for Lisa. We will be back. And we are back, and we just watched an episode from the teens era, right at the start of the teens era. In fact, this was season 10, episode 16, Make Room for Lisa. First released in February 1999, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck, written by Brian Scully. In this episode, to pay back the museum for damaging the Bill of Rights, Homer has a cell phone tower installed into the house, which goes right through Lisa's room, forcing her to live with Bart, and then she gets all stressed out, and then Homer takes her to a a deprivation tank. Hey, what do we think? It It was all right. I've sort of long stood by and said all 90 Simpsons is good. And when it hits the 2000s, that's when it goes downhill. And man, I did not like this at all. This made me extremely uncomfortable, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like we we randomly ended up with three episodes that are going to be really depressing to talk about. And that <laughs> I feel like it's my fault, but I don't know how it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm thinking about the last episode and how angry that one made me, this one doesn't elicit the same kind of hatred as the mm. previous one. I still recognize there's a lot of things that were, in quotes, okay to make jokes sure. about back in the day. Um, <laughs> but still not great now upon like a 2020 viewing. No, it's weird that, you know, because... A lot of early Simpsons like have an oddly timeless quality where they don't have some of those jokes where, oh, that was a bit cooked. I mean, they yeah, do, right? but I felt like the teens era is a little bit more guilty of that when yeah. sort of... They were trying to get edgier and yeah. like yeah. redo a family guy that was doing a <laughs> Simpsons to start with anyway, but yeah. yeah. And it's really weird when they get into like queer phobia in season 10 when it's like, mm. oh, wasn't homer's phobia two years ago like why is he still calling things he doesn't like like oh that's a little query yeah and it's like well i guess i thought that we just kind of covered this and put it behind us but it's still the early 2000s late 90s so the writers are still homophobic and transphobic which both come up in this episode great job guys (laughs) yeah no it sucks and a friend of mine diana had pointed out to me that this season has like five transphobic jokes when when is the episode i don't remember if it was patty or selma they like married another woman who ends up in the end being a trans woman and that's mortifying when was that that was the teens era right that was season 16 yeah i remember because we recorded that one about three months before marriage equality was passed in australia yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah that was cooked yeah that yeah was... that, that's like one of those ones that like if i just posted on twitter out of context people are like what the what the fuck happened like wait <laughs> the simpsons and drake and josh were transphobic well yeah it was the mid-2000s <laughs> yeah. like yeah of course yeah. they were yeah, it sucks, you know, going back to a lot of these old shows where, yeah, gay panic is just such a 
yeah. common cause of comedy. Like. In like 90s and 2000s sitcoms, like in the past, I guess, couple of years, I've rewatched seasons of like Frasier and Friends and, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, fuck. That was like funny back then. That's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even like How I Met Your Mother, like started in 2005. And it's like, wow, that's still all of this is so bad. But it's like. I don't know. In my memory, when I think about like Simpsons season six, I can't think of like a specific moment where I'm like, ooh, that read wrong, you know, but I haven't yeah. watched it in a few years. So it's like if I revisited it now with a cold eye, like showing it to somebody new who'd never seen it, I might just be like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, this is that's the thing is like this stuff can still be like really funny and then have one moment that you're like, holy shit, guys, come on. Yeah. Well, you look at an episode like Homer's Phobia, which we reviewed recently and we're like, you know, there are some things that probably, if you wrote it now, wouldn't be the same. But for the most part, it holds up, and it's yeah. In my in my memory, he calls somebody a faggot, but I don't know if that actually happens in the episode. No, that, <laughs> that would actually, be a little too harsh. And actually, they had to redub it because uh, no, not redub it, rewrite it because oh. that was the original line. But they changed right. it to Homer just going fruity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great. Yeah, which is just a euphemism for what he really wanted to say. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, bringing it back to this episode is that. I think the conclusion is nice, but I don't think Homer's behavior for the first half of the episode at all indicated that he willfully went with Lisa to any of these things. Like, right. The impression that we get is that Homer is dragged, kicking and screaming to all this stuff. And yeah. Lisa feeling sorry for him at the end doesn't really cut it for me. And No. Yeah, yeah. And, and also that the episode... I don't know, as somebody who grew up in a home with a negligent family, let's just like very special episode this one and I'll just talk about <laughs> social issues yeah. the whole time. Who fucking cares? <laughs> like with a dad who's a lot like Homer, just more of an asshole. It's like, well, if I watched this episode when I was a kid, as I was going through those things and the episode was like, Lisa should forgive her dad. And she was kind of a fucking dick for judging him in the first place, right? Yeah. Well, no, like, I mean, usually we have moments with Homer being like, oh, I have to spend time with my kids. That sounds stupid. But then he does it and he has fun. In this episode, they just like drag out the normal 10 second gag where he's like, oh, time with Bart. Mm. And they just drag it out for a full 20 minutes. Yeah. Like he's so, I don't know. It just like plays his negligence, not even in a funny way and just very seriously no. for some reason. Yeah, like a lot of when people say jerk-ass Homer, I think this episode is uh, pretty guilty of it, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's sad and frustrating watching like him try to justify himself as yeah. well. And yeah, it's just like you're not on his side at all. And I think the writers think you're supposed to kind of be at the end. Right. Well, yeah. and, and also for the moral of the episode to be like, Lisa, you're the smart one. You're the one with emotional intelligence. And so you have to forgive everybody in your life for letting you down and it's like well even marge in this episode who usually i think of as like the voice of reason who cares for her kids is like well your dad fucked up and it's not your fault but you're gonna have to deal with it and then we Mm. never see her again like she's not there for lisa and lisa knows that she can't go to either of her parents for help it's just sad to see that happen to a character that i like a lot (laughs) no definitely because yeah lisa had a real right in this episode that i felt like even though i liked the sentiment of the ending like the beginning of the episode just didn't really lead to that for me no yeah also marge's storyline in the end i I thought it was kind of cute but really underdeveloped marge's storyline oh that's right oh wait we did see her again in this episode i completely blanked on that i literally thought she just like disappeared after that one scene well because it's all of like two or three scenes and yeah they're not right 
you know what? I'm totally blanking. How does it wrap it's, up again? She knocks out Millhouse, and then they're yeah, just like, right. yeah, yeah, stop yeah, snooping yeah. in our business. We all learned a lesson. Anyway, nope. <laughs> back to the main story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and okay. again, it's one of these things where I liked that ending in the sense that Bart was teaching Mum a lesson. That's kind of fun, but... Right. Yeah. Also, the joke of Bart learning absolutely nothing and then be like, we all learned a lesson, and Marge agrees with him is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But wackiness, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I mean, look, the whole museum exhibit with, like, having, you know, the Bill of Rights next to Fonzie's jacket with the armed guards, like... (laughs) That seems like that'd be the case. Yeah, (laughs) And, like, them promoting that they've got, like, was it the the Wright Brothers plane, but also Sammy Davis Jr.'s eye and Mm. and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, the the odd couple theme, because I'm like, I remember Mm. Homer singing the odd couple theme for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you were saying, man, it took a two-second gag and dragged it out and... Yeah. Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of that. And, yeah, now got Homer singing... in my head. <laughs> oh, the the wackiness of Homer hearing about the party at PJ O'Hannigan's or whatever, and then two seconds later being at the party at PJ O'Hannigan's right. at the start because you can oh. hear him on the radio. Oh, I totally forgot about that. How this episode starts and Homer thinks he's a time traveler for like a full minute and a half. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we've gone beyond the realm of any level of like believability for this character, which yeah. I know is also always like loosey goosey, but like He's not that dumb. No. Is he, like, it, earlier on? It's especially when Lenny comes in and goes, oh, if you travel back in time again, like, this right. is a common occurrence for him. And it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where having it dragged out, I think, makes it feel like, yeah, it's just total diminishing returns because, like, we've all had that moment where we've woken up, especially from a dream and just been a bit disorientated. Oh, yeah, yeah. What fucking year is it? <laughs> it's like, oh, 2020, yeah. shit. Um, right. <laughs> but, yeah, not for, yeah, like you said, a full minute. This is, yeah, d- well, it starts to feel dumb. And you would think you would want to like come out the gate swinging you know and like start off every episode with your best joke and this is the best that they could do apparently yeah <laughs> it's a weird way to start it because it's really not all that funny the, no. the time traveling thing and it was inspired because i think it was mike scully it wasn't the writer it was one of the other staff brought this element into the story because he was recounting a time when he was like a late teenager going on a date and went to his girlfriend's house and her father was passed out on the lawn drunk and they were telling that in the commentary like it was a joke. Dude, this is just fucking sad. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. really sad. And you were like, this hilarious moment, I've got to recreate it in my comedy show. And was this a joke? Well, that's that's one of my notes, actually, is that <laughs> this reiterates a theme that they do a lot of, and I've commented on a hundred times, I'm sure everyone's bored of it, is that like Homer drink driving is cool and funny. And I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to have jokes like that in The Simpsons. But that just like Marge is like complicit in it as well. Because like, come on, honey, like you got to you're blocking traffic. Not like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Why did you drive home? Like it's, I just right. hate well, these jokes that they do. And it's so weird to watch The Simpsons like critically like that and say like, Homer strangling his kids is bad and Homer being negligent is bad and Homer drunk driving is bad. But it's like, well, if the content of the episode isn't interesting enough, then you start to think about these things. Mm, like, exactly. you know, I've, I've watched like season six or five episodes where I'm like, I get to the end and I'm like, oh, that was kind of weird or somebody points it out to me. But like, if you're laughing enough in the middle or if you're enjoying the gags and the characters enough, yeah. great. But this episode just like, it has like layers of misery sugar-coated with jokes. Yeah. The, the whole like, uh, what was it? Odd couple theme or whatever when he's like putting Lisa in Bart's room because he destroyed her room. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, so like the joke here is that he's just like so oblivious that he's just going to like sing a fun, silly song that she also doesn't care about while she's like trying to be heard. 
And it's yeah. like, well, that's not funny, I guess. No. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. No. And yeah, we might as well jump to the heart from this because, yeah, there's a lot more wackiness to go back on. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of shit like this, which really makes me feel like the ending is disconnected because, yeah, right. Homer's, yeah, like you said, Homer's actively not listening to her. He's interrupting what she wants to do to do something he wants to do. And that doesn't at all tie into Lisa's thesis at the end, which is, yeah, he does a lot for me that he doesn't want to do. The thing is, he doesn't, he does so little. He does the fucking bare minimum. Like, even comments on a it. month. He comments on <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. And that's shared between the two kids. So, only doing stuff that Lisa wants once every two months. And the fact that she is like, oh, I am a bit much sometimes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Lisa, don't yeah, fucking make it, excuses exactly, for exactly. him. She has a line after she goes through like her her whole dream, which was a pretty fun sequence. I like yeah. that whole yeah. thing. That was pretty cool. But like, she has a line where she was like, Oh, I was kind of a fucking bitch, huh? Like she comes out of it and she's like, "Oh, I am like a naggy woman. That's I should like give everybody a little more slack when they neglect me." It's it's, it's like, I well, good. It's kind of like look, I I don't know how far I want to go down in the deep down this hole, but it's kind of like yeah. abuse victim mentality. It is. Oh, we're deep in the hole, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, like oh, you start making excuses and being like, oh well, oh maybe I did do something wrong, and and it's like fuck. No. Right. Seriously, well, Lisa, like, you deserve much better than this. Yeah. Yeah, and I've Lisa is such, like, a self-insert character for me, which is such a sad thing to say, honestly, at all. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it is. But, like, no, I, I think a lot of the writers yeah, have said, like, like, they see themselves as Lisa. Well, yeah. Early right, on, anyway. Right. And, and her thing of, like, at the end saying, well, I have emotional intelligence and he doesn't, which means that I have to be ultimately forgiving with him forever or else we're not going to have a relationship. And she mm. even makes a joke, which is, like, well, you know, 10 years from now, I just won't talk to you anymore. And it's like, well, you know, in the real world, that's how this works. Like, he'll never change and you'll not talk to him anymore. And it's like, well, that's the logical ending for The Simpsons. Like, yeah. it's weird to call attention yeah. to, like, when she's an adult, she won't have a relationship with her dad unless he changes, which will never happen. And, and I sad. fucking I loved that line delivery though of yeah. Lisa just sort of laying it out there as bleak as it was, but right. yeah, it didn't cause any change in Homer really. No, no. And, and look, I think that's fine too. Like she even says, like I know we love each other, but you don't need to be friends, I guess necessarily. Yeah. As long as you like have mutual respect and you're not trying to like drag each other through the mud like Homer is doing, like making her do all this stuff that she fucking hates. Yeah. Right. And I guess that that's like her moral at the end when she goes to the demolition derby and she loves it, even though she wouldn't usually is like, if your family is too stupid to understand or to do the things that you want to do ever, just do what they want to do and never get what you want out of life. Yeah. It's like, man, that's Sucks. fucking depressing. <laughs> that's not yeah. fun at all. Yeah, and in her fantasy where she was thinking she was Homer and she's like, oh, I only did this because I wanted to spend time with her. Again, we get no yeah. feeling from the start of the episode that Homer actually wants to spend time with her with no, his daughter. not at all. He literally dragged kicking and screaming to all this shit. Yeah, and she's the one justifying it. And it's so sad to me because this is like a lot of the stuff that, you know, we complain about with Marge because they've done the like Marge and Homer's relationships are on the rocks a million times. Yeah. Right. Uh, they've done that story so many times. And to sort of seeing Lisa 
do some of the shit. Yeah. You know what? It I feels would, bad. You know what episode I was thinking about while watching this? Is it HOMR? With yeah. The, with the crayon, he gets taken out and he starts hanging right. out with Lisa. Right, right. And I think that one is so much better than this. And I look, I haven't watched it in recent memory, so I can't remember like if it is actually better or not. But I, Oh, I we just, loved it. Yeah, I just think that one is so much more touching and heartfelt of like having the relationship and exploring the difficulties of like, look, I know we don't really enjoy the same things. But like we can try at least, and this is just shitting on that, really. Yeah. Well, no, for real. And, and I guess that the weird thing is that every time they do an episode that tries to dissect like Homer's relationship with literally anybody, because he's fucked up all of them, Marge, Lisa, Bart, Maggie, like all of them. Every time they try and dissect that, or even with like Lisa and Bart, it's like, well, so every episode after this, they've gone through this heartfelt experience together and accepted each other and they love each other more. But now he's still going to be a dick to her next week. So like. Yeah. What's the stagnation, the, the fact that nothing ever changes, makes the heartfelt saccharine stuff really sad. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, over 600 times now and almost 700 times. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we all know and love? Yeah, sort of. Kind of like grim <laughs> depictions of them. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt true to life for Lisa. For Homer, he just felt like a sociopath to me. Yeah. Like, it felt yep. true to life to Bart. He's just a fucking dick. Um, yeah, Bart Milhouse's like little sub story, like that felt pretty genuine. Simpsons. Yeah, Marge just being like nosy sounds right. <laughs> That's oh fine. yeah, yeah. Well, again, for Marge, who's such a like nice, wholesome character, it is cool when she flirts with, um, I guess, antisocial behavior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, was kind of nice. The, I mean, in terms of like actual heart, though, it really. They attempted it, but it it's not even almost bittersweet. It's like, you've kind of fucked well, it, haven't you? Like, everything sucks now. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that the intention of the episode is for people like Lisa to watch it and as an adult and look back and be like, yeah, my childhood was bad, but my dad loved me, question mark? Like, yeah, it's yeah. my fault if all of my relationships with these horrible people fall apart and I should have tried harder to fix them. And it's like, I don't know what the moral is because that can't be it like that's not yeah yeah what is it teaching kids who watch that episode to be like yeah oh i guess like it is my partial responsibility to improve this relationship even though i'm eight Um, (laughs) yeah and and that's such an annoying thing too like the lack of like bodily autonomy for children in media especially where it's like Mm. oh you're not a human being you're eight you're an eight-year-old like you're not allowed to be mad about your room going away you're eight you're just being annoying you know, and Lisa gets yeah. written off as that a whole lot. Like she'll like go off on something and be the moral center of the show, and then Marge is like, "Look, Lisa, I have a bobblehead," you know, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And it's so annoying because like the building blocks are there, and you know, I was talking about Lisa's line delivery before. Her line delivery of "You gave away my room," that yeah. hurt Ugh. so yeah. much. Right. Yeah. Fucking Yardley knocking it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like so, all the good elements were there, but then it just sort of gets do 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 do, and <laughs> and then like the Lisa living in Bart's room story doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, apart from that initial thing, yeah. I don't think there's any like there's no conflict there other than the initial. Yeah. So there is her trying to do her homework and Bart, Bart and Homer annoying Bart, her. Yeah, the clicking. Oh, I gotta say, I do have a soft spot for the pen race. <laughs> race here. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, you play the winner. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Homer being like, oh, you missed it, Lisa. Bart was winning, but then he said this is dumb, and then I won. <laughs> like, yeah. That to me is good, dumb Homer. Yeah, but that kind of is immediately like, followed by 
the thing that made me write like Homer is such a fucking joke is the bit just before she lays out the facts for him saying like, yeah, well, we're not going to have a relationship. And he's just saying this like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to do that stuff. Like, let's go to the home via the demolition derby. And yeah. I'm just like, you are such a cock. Like, what are you? Right. And I just hated him in that moment. And I guess that the thing is that like in that moment, we, the audience, are supposed to look at what Lisa says and does and be like, wow. She's being a real fucking shrew. Like, we as the audience are supposed to be like, man, women are so fucking naggy sometimes, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, we're supposed to understand that she's, like, pretentious and she thinks she's better than everybody, but she she is. And this is... I don't know. This is just after Homer has also said the line, we're not going to try that touchy, query crap, which Mm. is like... Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Simpsons writers, for putting that one on the books. Putting yourself on the page. <laughs> yeah, really saying yeah. what you think about herbal medicine or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, okay, like great. aromatherapy or whatever. Yeah, like... <laughs> and it's and oh, it comes so close because it's even like Dr. Hibbert being like, yeah, look, we could give you medicine, but you just need to chill out, treat yourself. And Homer's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm Homer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because right. I, I, I kind of did like the thing, like, that's his backstory for why he chuckles mindlessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because right. it kind of makes you feel that like, oh, yeah, Dr. Hibbert does laugh stupidly. Like, oh, what a stupid trait. But then you kind of find out it's like his stress response. You're like, oh, <laughs> okay. I guess that's okay then. Right. And that was such a, that was a pretty funny moment in this episode where he was like, yeah, just try laughing. And then like Lisa does her own little Hibbert laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's just like but- a fun silly moment you know yeah, yeah. Like you call that a mindless chuckle yeah <laughs> i do love characters trying to do impressions of other characters i just like to think of how the voice artist had to process that in their head yeah <laughs> it's inception of yeah but yes or no would you watch this episode again no i i wouldn't revisit this one i mean there's some simpsons episodes that just like hit way too close to home you know yeah and it's like man let's relive some trauma while we have a little laugh you know <laughs> not yeah. really interested in that yeah, I, it's funny, like, season 10, I I still think mostly fondly of, but then I think back to a couple of season 10 episodes I've watched, and I'm like, oh, you can really see the dip from, yeah. like, season 8 is, like, the last, like, peak for me, maybe, and yeah. I just don't know if I would want to watch this one again now that I think about it, no. No, it's so much bleaker than I remembered, like... I remembered this one quite fondly and like, you know, yeah. as we got out from the session, I was saying to Jordan, oh, I'm so excited to be doing an early teens episode. You know, this should be all right. right. Mm, That's yeah. what I thought. Like season 10. Hey, I like season 10. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not the whole of season 10, but yeah. All right. I'm so excited to hook into this. Jordan, what would you like to change about this episode? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want a second? Yeah, I, I need a bit of time if someone else wants to go first. <laughs> do you yeah, have anything you'd like to change? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for um, it. I think this episode needs to be Homer's journey to really understand like what he's doing wrong in this dynamic. Like, ugh, yeah. The impetus shouldn't be on an eight-year-old to try and fix her relationship with her negligent father. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks shit. And it's like they've had other episodes that I think did that really well, like Lisa and Homer's Bond. But I can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe I don't know the simpsons as well as i thought i did (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah there Um, there are some good lisa homer episodes like lisa the beauty queen and lisa's pony and that kind of thing like those are kind of where he does actually get in touch with his own oh i i do treat her badly and i've got to do something to like make up for it and i will self-sacrifice yeah and it doesn't happen in this one though 
here's the thing though like the episode should be homer's arc right while homer is going on like this crazy journey and it's a homer time he's getting buried alive he's winding up at the beach you know and then lisa has to go through this like introspection and like have empathy Mm. for her dad it's like i'm fairly certain that lisa could have done that on her own why doesn't lisa get to go on the crazy journey and homer has to like oh be in the mind of somebody who just wants to get to know her dad and never gets to shit that's a really good yeah he doesn't go through any arc at all in this episode by the end he's still like i want to go to demolition derby you know and if you took me to a museum i'd bitch and moan about it for three days yeah that's it yeah he's the one who needed to have an empathetic hallucination here i yeah I, you know i didn't even think about it the only growth that homer takes is the one that lisa has inside his own mind which is still to blame herself for it and yeah homer yeah doesn't actually think about oh i should get better like he comes out of the deprivation tank but it's just because he's a bit loopy from getting thrown around yeah he's not actually promised to do anything better shit that's yeah and, and you kind of get really the impression and you kind of get the impression he's like oh yeah i value and treasure my daughter a little bit more now but that's such a fleeting moment that'll last like 40 minutes and then you know yeah. afterwards homer will walk away from the situation saying i'm a good dad i took lisa to the demolition derby yeah. yeah. That's not the lesson, dude. <laughs> yeah. And there's lots of science stuff. There's fire. And it's only yeah. because he thinks a sensory deprivation tank is like a carnival ride, essentially. Oh, and it's like a similar thing with the tower going, I figured you liked all this sciencey stuff. So, yeah. Well, coming into what I changed, because I like how, like, at least Marge's sort of eavesdropping story does tie in because they've got the cell phone tower and it's affecting the baby monitor. I think that's uh, really smart, but. I think the cell phone tower should have played more of a part in the house itself. And I think Mm. you could have really gotten some good comedy because, like, where's the tower coming in in the downstairs of the house? I really want to know if (laughs) that's in the kitchen or in the lounge room, (laughs) if it's just blocking the TV now or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we really missed out on a really great Bart gets cancer storyline here. Why not do that, you know? Why not yeah. put Bart on the operating table, you know? Inoperable. You make it depressing, and then he dies. Not? Yeah, if this was a 2020 episode, yeah, it'd be a 5G tower. They all get coronavirus. Right. Oh, fucking hell. Well, you mean, you mean 2022, because, of course, all the references are two years behind. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. And just because we kind of breezed over it, just uh, jumping back to wackiness. So, yeah. Homer's wild ride, I mean, now that you've mentioned that, Mia, I'm like, oh, maybe I do want to see it your way now. But I did like the wacky hijinks of it all. Yeah, yeah. it was sort of yeah, fun. There was some Apart fun there. from probably my greatest fear of being buried alive. Oh. Yes. Um, oh, that moment was so mortifying because he's yeah. buried alive by Flanders and then he starts going deeper and I like clenched into my seat. I was like, oh, what the f- is where is he going and he falls into like a water main and i'm like oh good tension relieved like that was horrifying yeah that's like my uh, i think probably my like scariest possible scenario right like i just yeah i know it's like touch wood never gonna happen but i've got that too i saw like an ncis episode about somebody being buried alive and attacked by fire ants when i was like eight and i was like oh god (laughs) oh that's brutal (laughs) yeah no i thought you meant touch wood in the same way that uma thurman does in kill bill when she oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah except that's metal and there's no way through that i'm pretty sure with your fists but anyway but yeah, would. i liked the line of crime doesn't take a vacation and then yeah. you just yes. see the mafia there like throwing yes the that ball. was like, funny like also they're, they're all just like hanging out with like all of their beach shorts and their guns on their hips like that yeah. was funny <laughs> exactly. that was great hey hey you gotta pop it yeah it was good <laughs> yeah but yeah all the stuff with fans and like rod being like yeah this is the best birthday ever like 
I found this stuff really fun and like for Homer to end up back at the thing I think was yeah really good plotting um yeah I, I enjoyed the cartooniness of it all that's I, um, true that was a fun little journey for sure the I know we just talked about this in the last episode and this is another way to get around Lisa not being vegetarian again Oh, right. Yeah, with yeah, the right. fucking maple bacon and the and the veal, like she definitely wouldn't enjoy <laughs> or veal. veal. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that she she was just like in Homer mind at that point, so that makes sense. But when that joke was happening, I was like, my boyfriend was like sitting next to me. He was like, "What are you? Why are you looking like that?" I was like, "This is a weird sequence. Like this is." <laughs> yeah. I was just like cringing at it. It was so weird. Yeah. I loved Lisa's line of, "How am I meant to be hallucinating with all these swirling colors?" Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, reminds me of drugs drugs are great <laughs> Mia do you have any other notes about this episode you want to mention before we rank this thing uh, no not really we, we sort of touched on everything it just like the queer phobia sucks it's not really great and like the whole joke about like Krusty like hooked up yeah. with a girl he met oh he thought it was a girl Krusty yep. fucked a trans prostitute great okay like for a show yeah. with no trans characters unless they're like weird deceivers over the course of a 32 year span yikes guys yeah. great yeah, stuff not, cr- not great how about you jordan do you have any other notes yeah yeah look one of the up arrow notes that i actually have was when they initially show lisa going into like her what was her room like the camera angles and like the blue shading on everything is actually like really well drawn and it looks very yeah. like imposing with like the shot from her point of view like with them looking down at her and like it's kind of horrific yeah very ominous as well when they're doing like the joining the hands and yeah and and there was one shot at the beginning of the episode too where like homer was laying on the couch and the camera like dollies up or whatever and it it looked pretty good animation there too like i wonder what that was about if they just like had specific like we got Mm. some extra money for the animation in this episode let's just do some weird stuff yeah Yeah. because you don't realize how static the camera is usually yeah Yeah, exactly the thing i didn't like but i didn't mind was the um Oh, you just rubbed out the bit about cruel and unusual punishment, and you see the guy like putting the knuckle dusters on. It's like <laughs> excellent. Yeah, see, to me that is a good joke about police brutality, is because yeah, given the chance, these psychopaths are gonna jump at it to be violent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a commentary on the thing that you're talking about, and not like yeah. a joke about Marge having a holiday in prison. Exactly. Yeah. I am curious what you think that. Agnes meant when she's like, what have I told you about driving through tunnels? You know what that symbolizes? It's a reference to like old school film, right? Like back in the day when there was like the Hayes Code and you couldn't do a whole lot of things in American cinema, they would have like a shot of a car train driving through a tunnel to symbolize sex scenes. Oh right, oh. and with like the uh, like the the steam erupting from the thing. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Like, I think I've yeah. seen the hot dog falling off the conveyor belt. <laughs> Man, yeah. I knew something for once. I, I sound so smart to everybody in the audience who doesn't know me. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so- it's just like a joke about her just being old as shit. And like she was around in like 1904 or yeah. whatever when that was an issue. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, total flanderizations of Skinner's character yeah, as hate well. It. This, is like, this is like towards yeah. the start of it and it only gets worse. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love the line of, great, I'm going to eat mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just- <laughs> Just like whole hand in the tub. Oh. And then later the callback of, oh, I'm sorry, Lisa, was that your mayonnaise? Like, yeah. yeah. And then when he's in Bart's room, he casually throws it on the bed as he's walking yeah. in. Lovely. When they go into the, like the, I don't know what to call them. I, I think of it as um, Tree of Life, but like, what's that type of store called? Because <laughs> we've got a chain yeah. of stores like that called Tree of Life. And that's what I imagine where, where it's you called. Go you know, for your dream catchers and your, your crystals and your. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if there's uh, like a chain that I can think of, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he goes in there and she goes like, oh, oil of Lorenzo, and I'm like, that's an obscure reference. Like, oh, it's all Lorenzo's oil. That didn't um, click to me at the time, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. But also, what keeps Joan Rivers young? <laughs> Fetal grindings. Jesus, fuck, yeah. what? That joke was so weird, too, because 20 years ago, people were joking about, like, shouldn't Joan Rivers be dead already? Like, yeah. oh, she's yeah. still kicking she, it, huh? She carried on for quite a while. But I, I didn't like him going and ooga booga to you, too. Like, yeah, uh, that fuck sucked. off. Don't do that. Yeah. Fuck, I yeah. love the line, though. Do I really need a toothbrush? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, too. All line delivery. <laughs> and here's a shot of wheatgrass. Yuck. Well, your tongue works. Yeah. <laughs> I like that when he goes into the sensory deprivation tank, he like reaches for the magazine. Yeah. She swats his hand away and then puts the cinder block on top as well. Like that was good. It was also a good little visual moment because it tells you which sensory deprivation tank they're taking as they take him away, which doesn't, yeah. it's not really ah. necessary because it cuts inside. But as a, from a film standpoint, storytelling visually, that was oh, a good moment. I noticed. Yeah. And my, my last one was just like, I hate that witch doctor song. Oh, eh, oh uh, uh. Yeah. I hate it for <laughs> yeah. like, it's kind of like, <laughs> you think about it, it's like, it's pretty racist. But also, it's just an annoying song. Mm. So, yeah. Isn't it great? Homer gets to sing two annoying songs in this. Yay. And I've got a couple of other notes. Yeah, Homer doing half the work of a divorced dad, but twice the deadbeat dad. Yeah, mm. that's not. So bleak. Yeah, that's not a good <laughs> thing to aim for, Homer. I do love Bart just like trading his desserts as well and them showing how it came to pass as well that, yeah, Bart got in trouble, lost his dessert, traded it. Yeah. He's a little right. hustler. I love it. It is time to rank this thing. Jordan, you have the honor of going first this time. I'm kind of wavering between like a bronze and a participant because there were some things I liked. There were some things I really didn't like, but it wasn't as, as really horrible as the previous one. To me, I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone putting whatever they want on it. Is is that how you guys scale it? You're like, if the last one was a gold, this one I'll judge against the last one. So it's I kind a four. of well, the whole three different decades things that they don't usually scale. They're often in three different categories anyway. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it is interesting when they're um, slightly similar. Yeah, it's it's like when we we sometimes we'll see what other people have like rated it, like the AV Club or whatever. Yeah, and you're oh, like sure going, thing. how did you give this a B? And it's like, well, you only watched season twenty two, so I guess on the scale right. of season twenty two, yeah, that's a exactly. B. If you bell curve it so look i think i'm gonna go bronze like uh no but i said i wouldn't watch it again so maybe it's just a participant yeah you know what it is a participant there's some shitty jokes that i wish they didn't do but the overall thing is just kind of meh and i just yeah i, I don't care fair enough man yeah. what would you like to give it i i would feel so weird giving this a failure walking in here giving two episodes in a row a failure as a simpsons fan like that sucks but like this really wasn't funny like honestly, it it there's a couple jokes here that did make me laugh, but there was a lot of moments where I like looked over at my partner and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why did that? Like, he's not like a Simpsons fan, and so whenever he's watching an episode with me, I want it to be an okay episode." Yeah. So looking at it through his eyes, like he, if this was the only Simpsons episode you ever watched, right? You would say, "What was that? I didn't enjoy that." <laughs> yeah. Why does everyone love the Simpsons when this is the kind of shit they put yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, failure. Ugh. Yeah, you can I if think you this want. is a failure. Totally yeah, I know. I just yeah. <laughs> I feel like your your fans are gonna be mad at me. <laughs> oh no no no! We've we've given failures to HD and teens like consecutively. I'm just such, I'm before, such a people yeah. pleaser, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, that's why cubics we have are con- cu- cubic cu- cubics <laughs> are coming out. Um, yeah, this is a failure. 
Yeah, I'm giving it a bronze, but it's mostly because there are a handful of jokes I like. There are a lot of visual elements I like. There is potential in this episode. It doesn't live up to it, which is why it's getting knocked down so far. Giving a little bit more points for Marge's eavesdropping story, even though... That's true. That was pretty fun, I guess. We've got another a very interesting ranking of a participant by way of split decision. Yeah, we don't get a lot of them. Season 19 style end for Noda where Bart and Lisa think they killed Martin. That okay. An episode called YOLO. Nope. Ew. <laughs> also another participant by split decision was Simpsorama the Futurama crossover, which was garbage. Yeah, Weird. I wonder what rating you gave that one, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm proud of this episode in a way because I think it's now our lowest ranked season ten episode. So wow, there we go. Oh, wow. Do you guys generally like this season, or do you Gen- think that it sort of fell off? Generally, uh, what, what are the cubics from season ten? Sorry, just out of interest to like give no, us a bit of like comparison. No unanimous cubics, okay. but like the one where the kids get a curfew and then they do that big song adults kids adults kids oh yeah, right. yeah, I forget. yeah, yeah, yeah. what else uh homer to the max did well obviously yeah uh, yeah I, I liked the treehouse of horror for the season i mean looking yeah. at the list now i liked wizard of evergreen terrace i thought that was fun yeah but generally these ones are pretty forgettable honestly no and it definitely slides as the season goes along because yeah right at the end is yeah 30 minutes over tokyo and the stephen hawking episode which yeah aren't that great <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for the teens era. Now we are going to go a whole year previous to the classic era and go to watch Lisa the Simpson. We will be back. And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode for the day. This was season nine, episode 17, Lisa the Simpson. First released in March of 1998, it was directed by Susie Dieter, written by Ned Goldrayer. In this episode, Lisa goes through the dumbening and is experiencing the Simpson gene in... Yeah, anyway, what do we think? It, it was nicer. It was nicer than the previous two. Like, it has steadily gotten better. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, right. I guess that I was expecting to come into this one and have an episode that I would just, like, unapologetically love so much. Like, there's just so much about the early seasons of The Simpsons that I just love. This one, it feels like another downer, which is so oh, okay. sad to come into. Um, I, I guess that my choice for this episode, when I was choosing what episode I wanted to watch, was between this and Marge on the Lamb. And I kind of wish that I yeah. had gone with that one, because, like, Lisa is my favorite character on the show. Her episodes are usually pretty fun. But, like, they are really depressing. Like, one of my favorite mm. Simpsons episodes is the one where she, like, has depression really bad and marge is like you know like we'll always be here for you and it's such like a great moral oh yeah little yeah family lesson at the end but if you watch that episode back to back to back to back to back with four other episodes of lisa being sad you're like oh no this is so <laughs> yeah. sad yeah well i mean i found a bit of optimism in this one that certainly didn't exist in the teens era one that's the, true like and I found these ones very interesting ones to put together today because I think all the complaints that we shared about Homer in the last one weren't here in this one. This wasn't your jerk-ass Homer. He was dumb and inconsiderate, but it was more in that, you know, golden retrieval way, you know? Right. Yeah, and he yeah. really tries here. Like, that's the thing is that the ending isn't just Lisa being like, I guess I'm okay with all of my circumstances. It was just like, well... Yeah. The people around her were a support system, which she really needed. And it's not even like Homer was the inciting incident. He wasn't like, I really fucked up and now I need to fix it. He was like, my daughter is sad and I want to make her happy. 
And so that yeah. was definitely a much more heartfelt way to go about it than the season 10 episode that we watched. Yeah, it's a much more optimistic view. Yeah, well, it's amazing what, uh, what a year makes. Although this was <laughs> meant to be a season 8 episode that was one of the holdovers. Okay. Yeah, it's also the last one that was where Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein were the executive producers right. and showrunners yep. on. Um, so let's get into the questionnaire. Mia, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? The whole subplot with Jasper was really fun in this one. Like, that's just such an mm-hmm. iconic Simpsons, like, B-plot for me. And the whole, like, what a time to be alive is such a memeable yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Moon pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, like, so ridiculous and, and just very fun. Uh, I need clarification because I only know Moon Pie from this and Shawshank Redemption. You know where that prisoner fills in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smack. Damn it, Elliot. That was the green mile. Um. Anyway, what is a moon pie? I'm, I'm fairly certain it's just like a little cake with like chocolate surrounding it and creamy filling. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. I know I've I've had this, but it's one of those things that you like have when you go visit your grandparents and they're like, you know, right. we have this <laughs> terrible snack and this terrible snack. So yeah. I don't know why Jasper Enjoy wouldn't this. know it. That's definitely an old man snack. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, anything that's like a baked good that you put in a plastic wrapper and so it's definitely got to have something in it to stop it from going terribly stale. Yeah. It's going to be a bad time, I Listen, think, most of the time. Yeah. I will not stand for shit talking zebra cakes on this podcast. I know it's not my oh. podcast. But I will leave. <laughs> What's a zebra cake? What is oh, a zebra cake? It's the exact same thing, but it has zebra. It's it's like white with like chocolate stripes on the outside. It's the exact oh, same right, thing. Right. It's also cake with creamy filling and right, chocolate okay. coating. Yeah. Yeah. But it's well, good and it's good. for young, cool, radical people and not old fogies. <laughs> <laughs> right okay yeah because like we've both traveled america a little bit and mm. one of the funniest things to me was yeah hearing about all these snacks and stuff on tv twinkies is the prime example where yeah. like, i'm so excited to try all this stuff we couldn't get in australia oh my god it's horrible yeah <laughs> some yeah, of it is bad i've yeah. heard the same thing from some of my aussie friends they like come to america and they're like taco bell is real <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah taco bell's real you'll love it let's go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Frostilicus storyline, I loved that, and yeah, charming way for Apu to revitalize his business, and I love how he just turns in and goes all like Ripple, turns his Quickie Mart into a Ripley's Believe It or Not, yeah, basically. Right. I love how organically Abe comes up and like just essentially starts working for Apu, like I yeah. knew Frostilicus. We used to share a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's such Abe. That's such a great gag because it seems like he's like in on it, but then he just keeps on talking, yeah. and you're like, oh no, he just really needs attention. He's like, I got yeah. a really funny story about Frostilicus. Well. It's not really funny so much as it is long and boring, but... <laughs> <laughs> While Apu's just, like, counting his money in yeah. the background. Abe's yeah, not going to cut. No way. Yeah, no way. That's so funny, actually, because that's the moment where Jasper does his first little finger wiggle, might get mm. out, and then Apu turns his freezer to freezing. Right. Yeah. It's like, what was it before? Cry, yeah. You can cryogenically freeze a human body on mid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, his heart was still beating, so just yeah. very, very slowly... It was nice to see a little a little Dr. Nick in this episode. I always like Dr. Nick. Oh, I heard a lub, but I didn't hear a dove. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we had both doctors in this episode. Yeah, another episode where Lisa visits Dr. Three, three doctors. Interesting. Because Homer's oh, yeah. like Homer's sister, or not sister, but like, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Simpson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a good joke. Uh, how about you, Jordan? What stands out to you for better or worse? I think it was the closing of Act 2, like, towards the ad break. It, and the shots are really great as well, like, coming down the stairs 
in the dark and everything and then like fleeing back up like I don't want to turn out like what like you and then yeah. like it really was emotionally impactful like uh, you really felt her just her sadness and like the overwhelming uh, depression of like thinking right. that you're going to lose all the, your mental acuity and it's it's so yeah, funny it, because because they're playing the same exact moment that we just saw like an hour ago it's like yeah lisa yells at homer for being an asshole or for for being indicative of the thing she doesn't want to become and so homer gets really sad about it and it's like oh, okay in this situation they really play it well because like Lisa isn't mad at Homer. She's mad because she doesn't want to become Homer. It's not Homer's fault, but he's still apologetic and feels bad that Lisa doesn't love him the way he wants her to. And it's like, okay, so this is a heartfelt arc for Homer where like he didn't like fuck up, quote unquote, but like he still knows that he wants to help her. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's that golden retriever thing. He's just like gleefully eating candy up on the floor. And then all of a sudden Lisa is mad at him. He's like... I want a chocolate apology. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the 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 imagery of them, like basically like Homer and Bart, like being pigs, yeah. like with like the the kind of the chocolate slash mud like smeared all over their mouths and like eating on all fours. Like it was, and they didn't draw attention to it, which I also liked because I feel like HD Simpsons would definitely have them morphing into like in, having a little pig nose and in, tail. In my memory, yeah. that happened. In my memory of this episode, yeah. I was like watching it. I was like, oh yeah, so they're about to turn into pigs, right? Didn't happen. It's just like yeah. such like a it seems like such a classic Simpsonsy thing though to do that. Yeah. Well it's only just occurred to me as well. Yeah, there's that comparison. Lisa has the little pig at the start. I wonder if that was subtle yeah, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm. But no, you're right. The production on it is gorgeous. Like, yeah, the way it's all dark and then you got that like slither of yellow. Right. And it's creepy. The <laughs> ominous tone on Homer. Like and I never noticed probably because I didn't have like as good of speakers as I do now, but when he's patting the couch, it's just quietly going kung. Like a thud, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a death knell, like yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good, and and the shadows and everything that they portray, like from the TV playing onto their faces, like it's really, uh... and it's a bit body snatchers y as well. Mm. We're watching the TV, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool. I, I, I like that bit. And yeah, production-wise as well, I forgot the shot with Jasper when he does his little first finger thing and he's like looking and it's like the camera's looking out from the oh, fridge. from the freezer, yeah. Onto our poo. There's just this lovely frosting that they've done here that oh, it just looks delicious. Delicious frosting. <laughs> um, what stands out to me? Oh, yeah, the Picto puzzle. That was I a bit of fun. I completely forgotten about it. I'm like, what is this again? I can't remember. Was it, did it say tomato? No, it's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still remember like the next day at school, all the kids who saw this episode trying to brain tease all the ones that didn't. And it was an interesting thing as well. Just like the memory of this episode was really good in that she still had, she was carrying around this box and it still had the stab marks from Nelson. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. These are all touches that they totally could have overlooked. Like, oh, and later on when she's writing in her log and she's erasing something, it's still got the pushpins and squir- tail like the pig. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very a good. Good memory on the on the animator's part. Yeah, definitely. Was this a wacky episode of The Simpsons? What were the cartoony elements that stood out to you? I mean, definitely Jasper's whole arc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was really the only thing, right? Aside from that, it's it's pretty grounded. I mean, not so much wacky, but like the jobs that the other Simpson men... <laughs> Some of them do, like, I like to dress at a millionaire's party, or I shoot birds at the airport. Like, right. some of them are pretty weird. I get I get hit by cars and sue people. It's so good. Yeah. But, like, the fact that they have this, like, pot-fighting ring, 
Like, <laughs> everyone knows what's going on. Like, all the Simpsons men are like, yeah, let's gather around. They're going to have a fight, the bull yeah. fight. Right. What? Well, it's the good memory of this episode. <laughs> it could have just been that one-off joke with Lisa looking out at the hallway and seeing Bart and Homer do it. But this is... It's not just a game that they play. This is genetic. Right. The pot, <laughs> the pot game is genetic. Yeah. It's not really fair because Homer has that extra layer of like fluid around his brain. So it's not fair for him to be fighting anyone else, especially not his son. <laughs> Homer Simpson syndrome. I guess you can assume they all yeah. were. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I beg celebrities for money. My legs hurt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I realized what else was kind of wacky was... um. Uh, oh God! What's his name? Not Kent. Um, the 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 actor. Uh, the actor. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're so close. <laughs> um, it's uh. Come I'm, on, man. <laughs> I'm Troy McClure. That's there right. Yeah, thank right, you. Right. Thank God. <laughs> I Woo! knew, but I just uh, I enjoyed watching <laughs> you, the cock turn. It's then. more fun when you can get it. Yeah, with Troy McClure with like the. You may know me from like. Yeah. Right. Mommy, what's wrong with that man's face? Or... And Alice doesn't live here anymore. And and the yeah. ending of that whole sequence where the kid <laughs> is like, Mr. McClure, <laughs> what does DNA stand for? And then he just looks at the camera. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like such a good gag. Also, Elliot, I was going to correct you. Is Alice doesn't live anymore. Oh, doesn't live anymore. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. live here. Right. Yeah, I love that face of Troy McClure. I think that's a good substitute for the meme of, you know, that puppet monkey that's like looking one way and then oh, the yeah, other. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, of course, the amazing Phil Hartman again in yeah one of his last appearances. That's so sad. Uh, in The Simpsons, yeah. I love Phil Hartman anyway. Mm, R.I.P. When did he die? When, when is he off the show? I think he died in either 98 or 99. And his last episode was season 10's Bart the Mother, where Bart accidentally shoots the bird, takes the eds, turns out they're lizards. And, yeah, he's like, you can use these surgical times to lift up a blue jay. God damn, I love all the film yeah, <laughs> film gags in these. Edutainment. Did you have many of those in school growing up in America? or Not, not like super cheesy ones, like the VHS-style 30-year-old ones that you see on TV a lot and shit like that. It was mostly, by the time I was in school, the internet age was in full swing, so. Yeah. I think there's a common occurrence of one in Australia, which was that, did you watch the Cane Toads video in, like, year eight or year nine? Okay, there's this video that was all about Cane Toads, and, like, there's how people, like, one guy, I hit him with a golf club and gave him <laughs> off my property, and I smoked the Cane Toad poison. And I'm like, why are they showing us this video? It's fucking whack. I've seen the one on A Current Affair, which is like, he puts like cane toad food on the road and then just runs them down with this. Australia is fucked up, I yeah. gotta say. Australia is fucking weird. I, I definitely had like driving school ones. You know, like you go into driving school yeah. and all oh, the yeah. videos are like 35 years old because who could be bothered? Like, rules don't change. <laughs> who cares? They have to like add in a little part about where your seat belts. It's the law because it wasn't the law when they made the video or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just those weird audio dubs. It's like, and don't forget, at a red light, you must stop. Yeah. <laughs> what did it used to say? Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not particularly wacky, but was this a heartfelt episode of The Simpsons? Did we feel the bumps? I would say so. Did yeah. we feel the lump? Yeah, I would yeah, say that, definitely. that the very, very ending with like, you know, Lisa's afraid of becoming all of these people around her who are like happy, just complacent, you know, in their lives. And then she realizes she doesn't have to be that way. I mean... Yeah. It, it was a good enough resolution. It just kind of comes out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. The thing that immediately, like, it, it's a personal heart, was, um like, when she starts writing her log, I was immediately reminded of, I don't know if you've ever read Flowers for Algernon. I was going to say Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. I love that book. Yeah, yeah. like... 
yeah, yeah, that was like the first book that really made me like cry actively. <laughs> I did cry um, reading it in college. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what, because what if this was me? What if I was a yeah. super genius? I'm not. And then I became yeah. an idiot. I am. Because Elliot basically it was, it was about like someone who's, who's kind of like mentally disabled and he's on a trial for drugs that will make him smart. But right. he notices that the lab rat that they tried it on gets really dumb. And so he knows he's going to get really, really yeah. stupid. Even like um, more so die. than he was originally. It's like because I yeah. tried to improve my status and place in the world and tried to live a better life. Now I'm going to suffer for it. And he like realizes yeah. his mental mentality declines. It's oh, a really good horrible. book. Yeah, it's, it's really good, but f- very sad. And yeah, it, when she started writing this log, I reminded that and it just had all this kind of a, like these really waves of sadness kind of come over me and yeah. I'm like, oh no, which, full Lisa. Which is so funny because they've kind of done that before, right? The Homer with the crayon in his head episode. Sort of the same arc that Homer goes through there where he's like, well, I'm yeah. smarter. I don't remember why he decides to redumify though. Because, yeah, that episode sort of has that problem as well of just sort of, uh, and we're ending it here, whatever. Oh, sure. Um, It's a Simpsons episode. But, yeah, I feel like they did work the heart with this one. And even though it's sort of sad for the Simpson men and you think about, oh, poor Bart, but then him just going, eh, and then (laughs) put on head straight back to the ring. Yeah. He'll be all right. Bart doesn't care. (laughs) He'll be Chief Justice of the Supreme Court one day. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's all going to work out. But I really felt for Lisa in this one, and this episode has sort of stuck with me over the years because you do have those moments of just brain is just completely shutting down and, like, what am I? What's happening to me? Right. Like, just intelligence slipping. But, yeah, it just sort of ebbs and flows like that. Also, just, like, that general psych out where she's like, I can't do this brain teaser that everybody else can do, so obviously my mentality's declining and I'm just gonna, like, you know, crash, like a fucking helicopter. And then Marge is like, maybe you're just having one bad day. And she's like, no, it must be something, you know? Yeah. That's just such a relatable (laughs) feeling of, like, I'm having a horrible day, so clearly the rest of my life will be horrible like this. Yeah, you kind of get in your own head and you and you start kind of self-fulfilling a lot of that yourself. Like you, you, exactly. you, you stress about things too much so you can't think clearly and that, that just makes things worse and it, so you get into this cycle. And, and all yeah. the things snowballs and yeah, you are start able to convincing yourself of this stuff and watching her go through this journey and especially, yeah, where I get a lot of heart is where she's like, all right, I'm giving myself one last smart binge and then goes out and does a bunch of stuff for herself and still sees the world as like being stupid alongside of her is kind of bleak but I I did really love that joke where like she goes on the TV and she's not doing what she's supposed to do and one guy's trying to stop her and the other guy's like wait wait I'm trying to get fired (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was really good I like that too but proposition 305 discount bus <laughs> vouchers for war widows <laughs> damn <Yeah>. those mooching <laughs> war widows yeah. yeah homer i love that that's how subconsciously maybe she got that like number in her head oh but fuck just before that i think that's the best joke in the episode of the hopefully the wave of towel stabbing will get worse before it gets better <laughs> what the fuck yeah I love no context, end of news bulletins, like another one of Kent's where he goes, and that kitten played with the bowl of yarn all through the night. In lighter news. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to remember the specific one where it's like, this character like went home, ate a pizza, and then took a nap. Is that from The Simpsons or is that from something else? Oh, it's not jumping to mind. 
maybe something else. You know what? The, the quote was from Hot Rod, the Andy Samberg film. Oh. That's it. Oh, right, <laughs> Similar. Okay. Well, that's not too bad either. <laughs> Man, I still remember I was watching that movie with a group of friends and we popped so hard when the voice by John Farnham started playing. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, this American comedy movie is like, oh, that's the Aussie song. It's uh-huh. Fonzie. <laughs> it's our Fonzie. I thought the Aussie song was uh, Joker and the Thief. Am I right? Wolf Mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. If you if you, if you followed Wolf Mother through there, uh, I guess you could call it artistic journey in heavy sarcastic quotes. Yeah, I've I've you only know known that. Australian people to hate Wolf Mother actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because the main guy is such a douchebag yeah. that you know it's hard to love them after that. Anyway. Yeah, seeing one interview where he goes, We're not ripping off Led Zeppelin. What are you how? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like you're delusional. How could you possibly believe that? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm legally changing my name to Jimmy Page, but what? what other <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? So these the characters we know throughout the years. How's the integrity? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I'd good, say actually. so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only one, the only person who's that kind of out of character for me is like Nelson, and then Ralph getting the puzzle. Oh, yeah. Almost right. immediately, because yeah. I don't expect that from them. But hey, it's, look, you know, everyone has moments of brilliance. It's very yeah. funny, though, that Bart doesn't get it. He just, like, takes it away from Milhouse, and he's like, what about this, Martin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got yeah. it. Ex- excellent, Bart, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think the character integrity is definitely good. Apu's pretty good in this episode. Um, it's nice to see a Lisa episode about being sad about her place in the world, where she's not completely left afloat. Like, she has, like, a yeah. support system and people that clearly love her. And we did yeah. not see and she that in the last episode. Yeah. And she's not like beaten down by someone on purpose. Right. Yeah. Or like some outside influence that really like truly destroys her. It's just like you kind of think it, it is kind of in her own head. She she does plot it herself almost. Like, you know, she just has like she can't get the one puzzle and then that makes right. her spiral like immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her, her playing saxophone badly and then Homer like doing it down the hallway is is yeah very now funny. you're cooking yeah, yeah. Beep, it just beep, turns beep, out beep. <laughs> homer just doesn't like tonal music he's all about those atonal <laughs> free jazz jams yeah <laughs> i mean abe he does it he does it in a matter of fact way but he does kind of do his part to make lisa feel worse like oh yeah the simpson gene yeah fucks up look at bart's test and i do like the flip book joke of like the smiles gradually turning to like an angry face and then the skull and crossbones and yeah. stuff like you know it's kind of cute someone did an awesome gif online which was that but as he was flicking through the subtitles would say season one season two season three and then by the end <laughs> yeah. it was season 30 <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense but yeah even grandpa going Oh, sure, but, you know, doesn't mean you can't live a long and pointless life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, so bad. And then, you know, we're talking about Homer Jerkass in the last episode. Yeah, he got offended at Lisa yelling and running out of the room, but then yeah. after she did the news broadcast, he had sympathy. She was explained. He. It also feels justified here. Like, when your kid says, I don't want to turn out like you, that's fucking sad, whether or not you're a deadbeat. Like, in the last yeah. episode, it was like, Lisa's mad at me justifiably because I'm being an asshole and I'm going to be a butthead about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it does make you kind of have that introspection of like, oh, well, what's so wrong with me? And like, that would be hurtful. Like, kind of like, right. am I really like that bad that no one would want to be like me? 
they they take it in good stride, I guess, at the end. And and then he goes and and does his thing. He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this. Although, like Bart said, he didn't do his research properly, and that's no. <laughs> that's fine. But, but I fucking love his conversation hat. Is like a crocodile <laughs> Dundee hat or something. Like, yeah. what was that about? His conversation hat. Yeah, yeah. Homer's hat playlist. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's Tom Landry's hat. The hat he wears at the casino. Oh yeah, Lots the of nacho good hat. Oh, yeah, nacho hat. Classic Homer <laughs> chat. Well, we're talking about playlists, but before we ask that, we ask, do you want to watch this episode again? Yeah, I'll definitely watch this episode again. It's got heart. There's some great jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Same here. And, you know, episodes that we do want to watch again, we like to think about what playlist we'd put this in. So what are some Simpsons episodes that sort of share thematical <laughs> elements or would pair nicely with this one? I already said it earlier, and I'm saying don't do this one. Don't do a Lisa is sad playlist because you will uh, <laughs> leave it severely depressed. Like watching yes. this on the wake of the episode where she's like really depressed and everybody wants her to be happy. And then Marge tells her like, you can be whatever you want to be. They're both so great, but I think they would pale each other in comparison. Yeah. Um, mm. Or like with the one where Lisa becomes disillusioned with like democracy. Oh yeah. yeah, when she sees like the bribes taking right. place and stuff, and or the yeah. one where she like gets on antidepressants and sees smiley faces everywhere or whatever the fuck. Like, there's so many Lisa yeah. episodes. She finds the beach whale. Like, there's so many that yeah. just all basically oh, say that, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. So unless you're emotionally ready for it, avoid the Lisa playlist. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Edgar Allan Poe references because oh, yeah. when they do the um, when buildings collapse or whatever, they have like you know the old printers' home and stuff, but then like. Society of Structural Engineers yeah, that falls off that. On, on the cliff face. One of those fucking. I feel like I've seen that in the Hollywood Hills. Those yeah. houses that are held up by posts. Yeah, like mm-hmm. in Lethal Weapon when they take the car and like pull it out until oh, the house collapses. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end of that one is the House of Usher, which is like from the story The Fall of the House of Usher, which is at the end the person does like run away from the house and it does like implode and mm-hmm. everything. So that was a good reference. I yeah, the, those little sight get... gags that like back in the day you wouldn't have been able to pause or rewind or anything. It's just like you miss it, no. you miss it. Like no, that's we're it. too spoiled now. And yeah, I am such a dumbass. I thought they were meant like the singer, Usher. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, like if you didn't know, like, I mean, not everyone's going to fucking read Edgar Allan Poe, but like, you know, if you know it, you know it, and that's okay. Uh, another playlist is, yeah, all those Fox shows. I forgot to mention from the last episode, I really loved, yeah, when animals attack magicians. Right. And yeah, in this one, when buildings fall, when surgery goes wrong. Oh, yeah. The Fox Network have just really got it going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say Abe's kind of historical references because I can't remember who the first name he says, but like, you know, oh, no, the something is out of style. I wanted the Audie Murphy. And Audie mm. Murphy was like a war hero from like World War Two. I want to say. <laughs> ah, yeah. There we go. Mia, what would you like to change about this episode? I can't even think of anything. Maybe come back to me in a minute. I might think of something. But I think it's pretty good as is. Uh- Oh, that was my answer. Jordan, what do you got? <laughs> um, they do, I know they do it for kind of the dramatic tension of it, but I just want a bit more of a glimmer of hope for Lisa like throughout yeah. the episode, just because it's so inconsequential. And I guess it's kind of because like, I guess sexist in a way because Homer is only like talking about the men and it's Marge who has to say like, but what about the women? Right. He didn't ask the women. He didn't bother. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which sucks, but like, yeah, maybe there's some way that like Lisa can find a second cousin or something who's doing something great herself. Yeah, yeah, that ending did hit me weird. I thought it was weird that one 
none of the women spoke up two homer didn't ask and three it didn't occur to anyone before marge but yeah, yeah. also what are all of them doing showing up because clearly didn't homer didn't explain this to everybody he just offered them 20 yeah. bucks or whatever so like this yeah. doctor and this architect and this other woman all showed up to stand on homer's front <laughs> lawn and not talk and be ushered away yeah <laughs> silly well, yeah, we saw the conversation hat. We didn't see the conversation, so yeah, we do have to extrapolate. <laughs> and bit. they said, and they said, what? Like all the Simpsons in the tri-state area. So, like some of them tri-city are tri-city prob- area. Tri-city. Oh, okay, right. I was about to say because so, so some of them have obviously traveled like a long, probably all night to get there, and just like under no pretense of why. Uh, right, and and then you yeah. think about like the repercussions of Lisa having all of these family members who are doctors and architects and all of these things that live within a few hours and would show up for no reason. So, like. When she needs a mentor, you know, two or three seasons down the line, she can't find one. Meh, you yeah. Know, yeah. It breaks the universe a little bit, but it's The Simpsons. Who cares? Yeah. It's weird that she doesn't know about them. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. As well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these are things, and I think you made this point before me, it's like when you're watching through the episode and you're having a fun time and the jokes are working, it's yeah. like, these are things that you forgive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, I guess we're here then. Uh, Mia, do you have any other notes? Yeah, I really loved Grandpa Simpson's line where he was like, your dad used to be smart as a monkey. Now he's dumb as a chimp. And look at Bart's homework. He used to be smart as a chimp. That's just one of the best Grandpa Simpson moments. Very fun. Absolutely. Any other notes? Homer with a novelty pen was really fun, but that's about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then lining them all up, like yeah. doing a countdown. <laughs> Homer just loving loving anything that was designed for like a twelve year old boy to love is very funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like pens and magazines. This is how we got our porno back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about you, Jordan? Any other notes? Um, I liked the joke of Salisbury soup being one of the lunch options. Yeah. Of Salisbury steak. My Joe's like sloppy enough. <laughs> yeah. The visual joke that I really liked is like schools out and everyone's running out. All the kids are like, yeah. But yeah. also, you see Miss Hoover and Miss Krabappel running I out with their arms out as well. Yeah. And then going back in shoulder yeah. slump the next day. It was really good. I liked Apu's list of like, some of the stuff that he, like, it was like the Siamese hot dog, I think, yeah. was one. But the floor that just won't come clean. Right. Like, it was really the good. The cans with the labels ripped off was very funny. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> some things man just isn't meant to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the offensive baseball hat, which is like, why would Flanders see that headline and look at the hat? But yeah, it was still a good thing. <laughs> oh, but the floor that just won't come clean. If anyone has a good idea for a fucking stove cleaner, I've got this fucking grease spot that just uh, won't come up. Actually, this episode made me realize how close Jasper and Otto's voices are. Yeah. Because they're in close proximity to each other. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Jasper and Otto do sound very similar, actually. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otto is Jasper backwards. <laughs> I, the line of Bart, like when Homer's upset that Lisa like said, you know, the stuff about him. And Bart is like, I'll dance on her grave. Like, Bart, what? Oh, napkin. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like oh, that was the problem. <laughs> so <Yeah. dark. laughs> Rich Texan has blue hair in this. Yeah, it's, one it's, of the very first appearances of Rich Texan. Okay. Yeah. Full name Richard Texan. <laughs> that was funny yep. because he just walks in the room and he says, and he's like, this is what my character is all about. And it's like, yeah. oh, I guess the people didn't know what his character was all about. Just his character yeah. existing is the joke here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oil tycoon with uh, making expensive purchases. And uh, just the, the last line I liked was the, oh, no, your dad has a big surprise. Like, I'm adopted? No, better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, still even Marge's like optimism. And I think that's what I forgot to say about in character integrity is that this is a common thing with Marge. And I 
it's like she has trouble understanding mental illness and mental problems and all that sort of stuff because she is sort of just such a casual optimist that she hadn't had to deal with that. So a lot of these problems that Lisa go through just don't simply make sense to her. And I right. think we do get a bit of that in this episode. But anyway, I just need a couple of seconds to look over my notes. So Jordan, please ask Mia the most important oh, question yeah, that yeah, we yeah. ask. So, um, oh jeez, Mia, we, we we like to, yeah. So uh, the question that we ask all our, all our guests, uh, usually BT does this, but uh, I'm, I'm you're stepping in, man. I'm you're doing a good in. job. Is that okay? If you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be in it? Or failing that, best sandwich? Question mark. Okay. okay. All right, I'm going to reveal how white I am here on this podcast. Okay, here <laughs> okay. we go. The cheapest white bread you can get. Um, yep. You know, Wonder Bread is pretty good for this, but like if you can find a loaf at the store that's like 67 cents and, and you know, it's yep. just like no nutritional value at all to it. Yep. <laughs> Canned tuna fish with mayonnaise, uh, slice of cheddar cheese, pickles, nice. and Cheez-Its crackers. Cheez-Its. Yeah, yeah, for, for, the, for some for the crunch, texture. for some flavor. Yeah. I don't nice. think this is a sandwich that anybody else has ever eaten, but, you know, I'll, I'm willing to concede that maybe it might be very popular somewhere. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's the me. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I get the, the, like, chips on sandwich. Like, my sister used to put, uh, like, salt and vinegar chips on her, like, Vegemite sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it was very salty. Or, like, a bologna sandwich with cheese and like Doritos or like tortilla chips Ooh. is real good. Yeah. Okay. Chips always for crunch. Yeah. It's great. I think what you said, like with the, the kind of the soft white bread, because it's like you first bite in and it's like a pillow and mm. then you get the crunch. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, I can it's see like that. It's like cake yeah, yeah, yeah. with salty and then savory <laughs> yeah. inside. It's great. Yeah. Oh, that that's amazing. This is a very unique sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've had anyone put like fish in it. Uh, we, I think we got one really? or two. But... Actually, lo- last week, Lydia from Simpsons Theory uh, was our first tuna sandwich. Okay. And, now, and now we have two. Great. Two tunas. Two in a row. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the weirdest, and it also had chips on it. The weirdest sandwich we got was like, uh, it's like a pressed sandwich, cheese, peanut butter, baked beans, and potato chips. Ugh. I, I miss peanut butter. At the age of 26, I realized that I was allergic to peanut butter. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, just, I just love it so much. And I, I miss peanut M&Ms and peanut butter so much. It's my favorite thing. I, if I found out I was peanut allergic, I don't know what I would do. Like, I, yeah. There's no substitute. Like, What do you do? It's, it's, the, it's to the point that I realized a long time ago, but I rejected the idea. Because I'm allergic to peanuts and I'm allergic to marijuana. Oh, no. And so I was oh, like, no. oh, fuck it. Like, but just so mildly that I was like, I can just keep on smoking and keep on eating peanuts and nothing's gonna happen and then yeah. like you start asphyxiating and you're like oh no like what is wrong with me i'm a high oh idiot my. that's a shame because yeah i've been to california and i've had like it was a a Reese's pieces style edible and oh, oh my god yeah that, that's the thing is that back in the day i would like eat like apples with peanut butter after getting high and just be like why is my throat yeah, nice. so scratchy what's up oh, you no. guys get your throat scratchy too when you do fun <laughs> things right no okay yeah cool <laughs> Yeah, time for my final notes. I loved, again, the animation on the vacuum seal of the, the Lunchable. Oh, mm. Yeah, with yeah. Millhouse's glasses getting sucked off. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Just like in the commercials. Just like in the ad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called lice and it's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> yeah. I love when Lisa's trying to work out the thing as well and she goes, hmm, it's none of Prince's names. <laughs> Ralph playing with the letterbox just gives me so much joy. Yes. I wish I could do that. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, why did I write Paint Forge? Paintforge? Paint oh, paint. The, we said it in exactly the, the same the... way, too. <laughs> Paintforge? 
<laughs> uh, the uh, the guy at the museum, Lisa's like, oh, the interplay, oh. the colours. Is- Thank you, I forged this one. The real one's at home. Yeah. <laughs> Just more of this, like, people are still being dumb in these cultural spaces. Well, right. No, I mean, look, I like that Lisa goes to the museum long enough to know the security and the guard by his first name. And that he's actually pretty talented if he could forge it yeah. that well. I mean, that's that's like you got some talent. Oh gosh, the the gag where she like goes to see the violin player at the little coffee shop, yeah. and then outside the woman is like, "We'll just keep on trying." And then she leaves, and she's like, "Damn, I thought that was a sale." Yeah, <laughs> it's just so real. I feel like we're done with the. It's the notes they don't play joke. Like they're done now, right? Like right. no one. I think we it, can stop making them. I now, think it peaked surely. in that tweet that I shared in our group <laughs> chat the yeah, other yeah. day. They told me it's about the notes that they don't play. I stay awake at night thinking about these notes that I cannot hear. Jazz <laughs> has destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's the that's, thing is, is that it has to be like post-irony because the way they do it in this episode yeah. is just like, oh, that was kind of hacky. But then you think about it like this was 25 years ago or whatever. So maybe it was fresh at the time. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe it was the first one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But no, I think the notes that you don't play thing is just bullshit fluff. Like the thing that I learned from jazz school is jazz is all about, you know, you can use music theory to justify anything and any scale that you want to play and every fresh idea that comes to you, you just play it. Except that what you're doing is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Go home and practice. Yeah. It sounds bad. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Must be time to rank this thing. Mia's your turn to go first. This one, I would give a a silver. Silver? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's definitely not like the best classic era Simpsons episode, but it's got a lot of heart and there's some good gags here. No, I felt this one very warming. You know, I'm giving it a gold. I probably could have gone silver as well, but I think there's... Okay, when we're watching it, there weren't a lot of like big laugh out loud moments, but it was just really comforting and there's a lot of stuff in there that sort of resonates with me emotionally that I like. So yeah, giving it a nice shiny gold. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the border of, of silver and gold too. Oh good, I'm so I think, glad. Like, I'm, I was so yeah. worried that I was going to be the downer who gives it the worst score and then you both are like, oh, cubic, no. cubic <laughs> zirconia. <laughs> Look, I, I think again, because when you, you rank it against other like clear cubics in the classic era mm. yeah this falls short yeah. look i think silver like i would watch it again and it's nice some of it is a bit of a slog it's not an easy watch yeah and it doesn't quite hit those peaks consistently enough to be a, a proper gold for me all right and averaging out that'll be a shiny silver it'll be the second episode from season nine to get a shiny silver it'll be joining bart carney where homer and bart oh, become yeah. carnies hmm. See, I think that episode actually has the opposite problem where this one's yep. like got a lot of emotion, not a lot of jokes. That yep. one's got a lot of jokes, but yeah. absolutely no emotion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the that, story is pretty flimsy as, at yeah. best. Yeah. That's that's sort of the thing with like a Lisa episode about being sad is you need a great B-plot to sort of like carry it. And I think the Jasper thing was good. It's still not like my favorite, you know, old school Simpsons though. But no, it was really good to uh, visit that one. Thank you for picking that episode, Mia. And yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on the podcast today. Great, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if people want to hear more of you, where can they do that? Um, I host a podcast called Cynical Cartoons where we watch, you know, ridiculous 90s, 2000s Saturday morning cartoons and children's movies. Um, mm-hmm. We just did all four Shrek movies and Puss in Boots. And <laughs> nice. so if you want to listen to me talk about Shrek for fuck five hours, <laughs> there you go. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> man, I've been waiting to hear where I could do that. So this is brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's a good time. Cynical Cartoons, Spotify, iTunes, all the good places. You, uh, I, I listened to your episode on Cadillacs and Dinosaurs because that was like my favorite arcade game in like the local AMF, which was like a bowling center. Yeah. Like, Ugh, and they had Cadillacs. What a wild show. Yeah, and it just, I remember like going, what the fuck is this game even about? But I don't care, I'm in a Cadillac, I'm shooting down dinosaur hire. I don't know. And I didn't realize it was a cartoon, so now I'm like, brilliant. I have to download that and watch it in my spare time because that sounds like the kind of stupid shit that I need in my life. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's always the way you want to come at it is like, hey... You can listen to the episode about Cadillacs and dinosaurs. You can listen to the episode about Street Sharks. You don't have to watch Street Sharks because we did it. And a lot of the time it's like story structure breakdowns. Like, how do we fix this movie? Whereas, like, with the Shrek episodes, we went really deep on that. So I'd say that's where to start for people. All right, cool. (laughs) Study the deep Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) But also, we have a new scripted anthology podcast series that we just launched last week called Pulp Fury Radio. This is taking the old radio play aesthetics and matching them with modern stories. We're spanning a range of genres like sci-fi, horror, fantasy, mystery, and noir. And yeah, our first episode is out now. It's the sci-fi alien invasion horror story called It Came From the Bottom of the Ocean, but also from space. Good stuff. So yes, check that out wherever you can get your podcasts. All right. Well, yep, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. Thank you again, Mia. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. This is fun. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, thank you for hosting. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter or Instagram. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.